Good morning, and welcome to episode four of the Demons Clubcast with your hosts, Uncle Chowder, K13, and Mad Dog. And joining us today, a new new addition to the group, Mean Joe Green. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Joe? Yo, I'm Joe. Um, I play a little bit of everything, not so much recently, but um uh, mostly RPGs. I did play Fortnite last night and it was a great time. Um yeah, but I try to get my hands on just about everything, pretty open minded towards most games. Um Baldur's Gate 3 is my main game. Um but yeah, Fortnite as of late, which isn't usual for me, but I'm loving it, honestly. It's great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm actually uh playing some of our uh OG Fortnite gameplay last night. Um uh just to get into what we've all been playing, I played Fortnite with Joe quite for a couple hours last night, playing on the OG nice. map. It was uh it was pretty nice to play on the OG map. Honestly, it was pretty cool to see all the He was so school. nostalgic, man. Yeah, all the old school places to drop, like the OG tilted and Greasy Grove and Lucky Landing, Aww. all the cool spots, like all the cool spots. So we definitely had a good time with that. We played no builds last night, and honestly, I'm impressed with how well the no builds has uh, I... transferred over into the OG map. I was worried about how it was going to play with no builds on the OG map just because right. of uh, how I remember it being with like so little cover everywhere. But it actually played okay. I it felt okay. It was sweatier, but it was fun. Yeah. That, that's how no builds has been though lately yeah no, that's that's all i play yeah no builds is pretty yeah. sweaty i i can i can i can agree with that <laughs> but let, let, let me tell you this just from watching and listening to top fortniters most of them unless they relocate for zero ping are not playing builds anymore oh yeah i watch a ton of ninja lately yeah and like tim the tap man and courage and you know lupo and all those guys that i've i'd never see them playing builds yeah no well you pretty much if you, if you want to play it on a competitive level like they're wanting to you'd have to move to get zero ping at the servers you, you almost have to to be able to do it competitively i mean <clears throat> to a certain extent you, it does take a lot of skill but i mean yeah. i i have seen pros in like you know a 20 or 30 ping that you know that I mean, not to say that you don't have a competitive edge with a lower ping, but certainly takes skill. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Absolutely. Not saying anything. That's why I don't play builds, because I don't have the skill. See, and I I personally prefer to play builds. Um, And I know that, you know, as a Warzone player, that might sound strange. But I've always liked the building in Fortnite. Like, I changed over to Builder Pro, and, like, I'm not the best at it by any means. But I can definitely put up a 4x4 with a ramp inside of it pretty quick to give myself cover. And with all of the stuff that they've added to the game with, like, the explode with the explosives, right now in OG Fortnite it's a little different because you don't have the fire stuff like you used to. And the other... And the other seasons that we've had playing builds never felt that bad to me against people who could build just because there was always some kind of fire so as soon as someone built a mansion i would just light the thing on fire and they would have to either keep building up over or get out of it and if you just keep pushing on someone who's building with fire explosives they have a really hard time especially if they're just trying to build and i've noticed that right. with some stuff like i i like both modes just because i appreciate the gunplay in fortnite so much the gunplay 
and, oh, yeah it's it's really great yeah, the third yeah. person shooting in fortnite is so good so it, the no builds is fun but i do appreciate the builds just because i do like that aspect of fortnite i've always really enjoyed the you know throwing up some walls for some defense real quick yeah i kind of flip flop between the two like i burn out on builds and then i go no builds and then you know it's i i'm not sure that i have like a preference i i do enjoy them both and they both definitely have their place but i do feel like buildings um when you are in building the skill gap is not as bad as what it used to be it seems like when um fortnite first started out there was some fucking like all the pros were playing build mode you know because there was no no build so the skill gap is just you know it's it's a lot easier now and i find myself not struggling so much with building because the skill gap isn't so extreme anymore no and i totally agree with you on that 100 percent. i don't i don't see as many people who are expert builders like you used to in fortnite before no builds like there isn't as many people who are building huge towers and are really good at edit shooting you know with a shotgun really good at smacking a wall up and then taking half of it away and popping you and putting the other half of it back up before you could even think to you know aim at the guy so that's when that's when fighting a builder gets stressful is when it's someone who's that good at like editing while they're building like that's when i get scared i'm like crap this dude can edit like i'm not so much worried about builders as i am editors dude if i'm gonna say that correctly people who can edit in fortnite are the scariest absolutely yeah because those are the people why I stopped playing Fortnite. Yeah, well, exactly. Like those are the people that make you just feel like a child when you go up against them because you like go run up to shoot them and all of a sudden you're inside of a fucking maze and they have complete control of it. Like it's so yeah. ridiculous, dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh and then the other games I've been playing is just Warzone with the boys. I finally hit that thousand souls and got that ghoulie camo for the Halloween event, which I was stoked about because it's the coolest it's the event camo that I've liked the best so far out of all the ones that I've seen. So that's I just went for it and then playing uh Warzone on Saturday for a few hours with uh Kyle and Lowe's and uh Kyle's brother, we I ended up getting enough souls to grind out the rest of uh rest of the event um today i plan Thanks. on playing some forza while i'm letting everything upload just because i've been kind of itching to play forza but i do want to stream the rest of the cyberpunk dlc really soon because i know i thought i was getting near the end and there was like kind of a big turning point where i found the person i was looking for i'm not trying to put spoilers out there but i found the person i was looking for and uh I thought that was going to be near the end, but it kind of seemed like a turning point where shit's about to get more intense. So I feel like I have more stuff to discover. Um, Mad Dog, what yeah, have you been dude. playing? Dude, other than Warzone, Warzone with the boys, of course. No, I, okay, <laughs> I can't say that. Warzone with my squad. Yeah. Because my schedule keeps me opposite you guys. Yeah, you're up. It sucks. Longer. Yeah. Well, it's just, yeah, with me having the kids, I want them to be at least settled for bed before I disappear for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's understandable. So, but Warzone with the squad. And then, really, other than that, it's, it, it, it's still, it's still just the forest. Like, I keep, like, start building something. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Fuck it. And I'll kill myself. <laughs> and I just start all over. I, it's just, I've just kind of turned it into that kind of a monotony game until I get like the full mechanics of 
of the survival aspect to then take on the story. The, the last survival game I got really hardcore into was uh, what the uh, that game that just just it's on Xbox. It's on Game Pass. Why can I not remember the name of it? The one where you're tiny and you're shrunken in the backyard with all the giant bugs. I cannot remember the that game. Exactly. I know uh, what you're. Yeah, you know what game I'm talking about. I don't know why I can't remember. I, I, yeah, I've seen it. I've, yeah, that's the last one like I played. Unraveled? No, it's not Unraveled. I cannot, for the life of me, remember. I can't. I can't remember either. But uh, it's a. <laughs> it was made. It was made by. Uh, I think it was made by. I want to say. A, God, I don't even remember that much, but I played that for a little bit. Survival games, I have a hard time with sometimes, especially if I'm playing it by myself. Like, I need some kind of objective to fight towards, and that's the reason why I got into uh, that game I was just talking about. I'm trying to look up the name of it right now, so I keep so I quit doing that. Um, but uh, the no, I'm trying to remember the. I cannot believe I forgot the name of that game. The last survival type game I think I played was uh, Cult of the Lamb, but it's it's kind of like a roguelite slash survival type game too. It's it's a lot of fun. That okay. game looks uh, pretty interesting to me. Uh, so good. So man. I get like my PC like going and stuff. I'll uh, definitely check that one out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's chowder. Uh, kind of the same thing with uh, the survival games. Like I'm constantly rotating them on my phone. It's like you know, because I want to build, and then once you build a little bit. And there's so much into it, and it's like this is all it is. I'm just gonna run over this patch of trees, harvest, come back, build, mm-hmm. run over this patch of trees, harvest, come back, build. Like there's no actual story to them. Yeah, I'm so uh, I'm so I, mad. I I'm so mad. I forgot it. It's grounded. It's grounded. I had <laughs> I had a wonderful time with grounded because it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but it's a survival yeah. game. So you're in the backyard and you like fight insects and huge spiders and ants and then you can make like you can kill a ladybug and make armor out of the ladybug pieces it's <laughs> it's awesome and uh that game has objectives there's like a story there's like a there's like you find these weird little science outposts that are like built by someone else that are like there's one in the bush and like in the huge hedge bush that you have to like work your way to and it's sweet because you can like find places and build yourself like a fort like me and ty were playing it for together for a while and i built like a i built like a fort on an island where the spiders can't get to me and stuff so that way the big spiders can't come and attack me when i'm doing stuff and building and it's got tons of water and grass stalks on it that i can harvest for building materials and it's close to the hedge like it's like a huge it's honestly a huge map but it's just a backyard and they did such a good job at the background making it making you feel tiny and shrunk in that game like it's a great one just become best friends let's check it out check it out yeah, I'll have to check that one out too. I never got around to it, but it's on Game Pass, correct? Mm-hmm. It is on Game Pass, and I do believe it's uh, uh, on PC as well. I do believe you can play it on PC as well, Joe. Yeah, I think I think like ninety nine percent of Game Pass is on PC now, so yeah. it should be good. Yeah, so if, it, I, I you, don't know why not at this point. Yeah, if you like survival games, I highly recommend trying that one out because it's fun. If especially if you like, I grew up watching Honey I Shrunk the Kids, so it was really cool to see that and have that experience and like play that and run around all tiny and stuff and see huge bugs. <laughs> um, Kyle, what have you been playing? I think I know um, the answer. <laughs> yeah, I have not played Alan Wake. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I wanted a weekly update. God damn it! I know. I, I'll be on it for sure this coming week because uh, it's it's been fun, and I just uh, 
you know, war zone. <laughs> now that I'm back on it, it's I do love to hear that. So. I do love to hear that. Now I just need to sink in and get on with you guys. Yeah. I'm a uh, 16 souls away from a thousand, so I'll make sure to beat Deathcore Dad. So, lol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when you beat him for the thousand souls, I just I can't I can't wait for that. Uh, that's gonna be so. Actually, I think I'm less than that because I played a solo game after uh, Brandon got off, and then uh, yeah, I got a few more. <laughs> I'm like 900 away. I stopped even trying. <laughs> well, we did like an eight-hour session yesterday, so. Yeah, I know. See, I worked uh, all day yesterday, and I took took the wife out to dinner and everything. So yesterday was an off night for me. Oh shit! And that was that was that was kind of my last my last real go to because I get fucking shit to do all day today too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but that's been it. Uh, yesterday felt good though. Uh, got some uh, nice kill streaks. Fuck yeah! Popped off a thing. My max is fourteen. So since I've been back, that's my peak right now. Trying to hit that 20 again. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Um, I will say, Kyle, it is great to see you back on Warzone. <laughs> Thanks. You have no idea. And if yesterday hadn't have been Saturday, I'd have just lurked you all day. But man, I was. That's all good. That shit. I'm always trying to lurk out somebody. Right. I, I always try. Like, even when I went to dinner last night, kept, kept the PC on, kept, uh, kept fucking, uh, I think, Bird's Eye was on at the time. Mm. Yeah, I saw him get on. But, uh, any anything else? Any other new news? I have to say that I made the mistake of hitting start streaming instead of start recording, so uh, we're just going... We're just going with We're going one. live, baby. We're live, We're baby. Live. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize I did that because it's early and I'm still waking up over here. So I'm changing the title right now. <laughs> I think it's good. I think it's I think it's a good format. Yeah, honestly, this is fine. I I didn't. I think it's to meant it. to be. Yeah, I think it was yeah. meant to be. I think we just. I think I've just been avoiding it, kind of, because the pressure of being live is uh a little strange. But now I can see comments and we can interact. So. Uh, if you guys want to, if you have the option to pull up my chat, you guys can see comments that we get live. So well, I'm just changing up the title right now. That's amazing. Do you record your um, VODs or? Um, I'm no. just going to download the VOD from Twitch because I can't mm-hmm. download it from Twitch and it'll be the yeah. exact same quality and everything will sound the same. It'll just be an extra step, unfortunately, with me having to download it, but I can still upload it afterwards. Yeah. It'll be MP4. And if I have to, I can uh, I can always change it inside of... Uh, I figured out how to remux recordings for free inside OBS. So I can always do that. Sick. Nice. That's so funny. Okay, so yeah, we're live. Um, I got let's the com- go. I got the com- yeah, I, 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 I got the comments pulled up I'll pull here. Up now. the stream, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I'll pull up the stream. I got the comments pulled up. Yeah. I did not mean to do that, but hey, first episode <laughs> that we're live recording. How about that? Another step for us. Um, I'm going to ban this. Yeah, you're word. gonna have to mute your end though, because I can hear it through. Oh wait, that's mine. Never mind. <laughs> you're gonna have to mute your end over there buddy yep. I, did. I did i realized it um stubs out hey dally boy what's up brother thanks for hopping in this is our episode four of the podcast this is our first live recording so welcome in by um, accident yeah by, by accident. accident completely by accident because i'm stoned and it's the morning time so 
Um, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but let's get into some Modern Warfare 3 stuff. Now, I know that, Joe, you are thinking about maybe coming back. I know the campaign kind of soured you a bit, and I understand. Um, I see the reviews, and I kind of feel, as I'm getting closer to the end, I feel like they definitely could have done more. I wish it was more on the rails than they had these open missions where... The idea of it was cool, but they just don't give you enough to do on these huge maps. Like, you get a huge map. Like, there's one mission where you literally... It's a huge map, and it's a part of Verdansk. I'm at the dam in Verdansk running around. And you're a ghost, and you have to just defuse some bombs. And then you get extracted, and that's that. And, I mean there's a ton of enemies and you can play it sneakily and you can make it take longer and be more complicated if you want to be sneaky or you can literally just bomb through and go do it without having to worry if you're good enough at shooting and if you play call of duty all the time so the campaign is definitely you know hit or miss the zombies is sounding or you know looking and sounding pretty promising i I, I'm interested just because it's kind of a new format, so I'm definitely interested to see what they're going to do with it, and I want to play it. There looks like there's tons of new stuff. Matter of fact, there's a there's a tactical grenade that we'll get into a little bit later that's specifically for zombies in this game. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, and you know I'm hugely into zombies. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah, zombies was definitely my thing. Um, it was my main thing, for sure, and... Uh, I would certainly, you know, never in my right mind, you know, judge a COD game by the campaign. Like, I know better. I, I know mm-hmm. haven't put as much effort into that, you know, in, in past years anyway. And I believe it was missing from a lot of games previously anyway. So, um, but, it, you know, it's just kind of sucky to see. And I know I can be Mr. Negative Nancy about COD all the time, but from an outsider's looking in from, you know, I'm an ex-COD lover, and I'm rooting for COD all the way. Like, I, I want to see changes, and it's just, you know, I'm I'm kind of living in the past, I guess. <laughs> no, and no, I understand, because it would be, like, I feel torn about it sometimes, because I, I'm one of the few people that I know that I enjoy what Modern Warfare 2 had to offer, and I will still sit down and play multiplayer by myself, just because I do enjoy it that aspect of it and i think it goes back for me of just i've always been that person like the first time i played call of duty online was on an xbox 360 and it was call of duty modern warfare 4 and i'll just never forget that like i spent i stayed up all night till like seven o'clock in the morning the first time i got to touch that because i was like this is incredible so i just something about every time i play multiplayer i have a little bit of that inside of me still and i just I, i just get enamored with it and i can sit and play it all night long like i just I don't know what it is. It keeps me up. It'll keep me awake. Um, but <laughs> the changes come into Modern Warfare 3. Um, I have quite a few notes in the Discord um, that I posted. I'm going to jump around a little bit in the notes because I'm going to skip over the uh, the problems at Sony part. I'm sure that you guys seen that. We'll talk about that after this. But uh, um, I'm going to just go right into the Modern Warfare 3 changes that Sledgehammer's making. Um, the... Uh, First and foremost, as we're used to from uh, the other COD games, mostly from Warzone, um, the Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare 3 weapons will have different markers to distinguish guns from each other. So, like, like it used to be in Warzone 1 where it'll have kind of a different color and it'll have, like, you know, the name of the game that it's from probably up in the top corner just kind of showing what game it's from uh, just to distinguish those two. Um, They are removing weapon tuning from the game. And that means all the pro tuning from the blueprints will also be gone. 
um that Yay. was yeah th that was due to huge community feedback sledgehammer listened to the community feedback and they got rid of the weapon tuning yeah i think it's a great thing i think the attachments <clears throat> should be all that affect the weapon the you know at first the weapon tuning was kind of cool i will say like at first i was kind of like you know this is this is kind of cool i can kind of see like I can kind of see how this is, you know, it's neat to be able to tune the weapons a little bit more finely. But at the same time, to me, it just got cumbersome because, you know, when you're in a pregame lobby and you're waiting to load in, you're with the squad and you're trying to change something real quick, then you got to change the weapon and you got to tune the weapon. And you got to put the, yeah, you know, there's so much to do now with the weapon tuning and it takes forever on a controller. Like the only reason I can go through it fast is because I have a mouse hooked up to my Xbox. So it's easy for me to grab, click and drag the sliders. But if you're not, if you're on a, controller i mean though they made those sliders move so freaking slow dude yeah it they sure did yeah. it was rough. i mean I, I i had my bitches about the tuning, but i for one actually liked them um now i do know exactly what you're talking about chatter because it happens all the fucking time yep um but i mean i would just get everything set up before i ever going in or i mean wh whichever whatever but um the thing I'm excited to hear out of that whole story you just told me is that they are listening to the community. Yeah, we'll see because how that 100% has been my biggest. That has 100% been my biggest pitch the entire time is that you have the community who is the ones putting the fucking money and putting the time into your, into your game, and you're completely ignoring what the fuck we're saying. Yeah, exactly. So if you're actually going to listen to the community, then let's see what happens yep because i mean i don't know that that's that's my biggest thing it's just listening to those of us that are your loyal fan base you know how many of us have played damn near every fucking call of duty out there exactly i mean you know? i know i yeah i stopped during the infinite warfare advanced warfare like that shit just got a little too if i wanted spacey shit i'll go play destiny exactly but but it got weird man yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I got to like Black Ops Three, and I'm like, um, okay. That's the game that I stopped playing. I mean, and and not to say Black Ops Three is a is a bad game. You know, I was mostly into zombies anyway. Um, I did play multiplayer and stuff, but I, I don't know. Maybe that was just the straw right. that broke the camel's back for me. Was just it. It was. I, yeah, I, I, know. I, I was in the same boat with the zombies, right? Like Black Ops Two zombies for me. It is my pinnacle, and then the way they did Black Ops Three, I mean, you could see they were just trying to revamp it, and I appreciated their effort, but I just I didn't like the the I don't know the sheer aspect size of the I I can't remember exactly what I didn't like, but that was kind of the yeah the one I stopped on right there. That's unfortunate. That personally, Black Ops Three was one of my favorites, and that was one where. Uh... Basically, AOW kind of formulated officially, and uh, we just tore shit up on multiplayer basically every game. Dude, Our win percentage was fucking nuts. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that, that's fucking awesome. And, and you know, to each their own, like I said, from, yeah, about Black Ops 3, I remember getting Black Ops 4 because, oh, what was it? The guy, oh, Christopher Maloney, the guy who played, like, your main antagonist throughout that entire game. I, I bought it because I wanted to see what he was going to be like in game. And then with the features of being able to customize like the old SOCOM games before you load in, <laughs> I couldn't even finish the story though. Like it just got too out there. And like I said, if I'm playing Call of Duty, I'm playing more for a realistic fiction. 
type deal rather than yeah those are you talking like for know, the story? like i said if, if i want spacey stuff I'm, at that time i was gonna go play destiny and that's what i did play yeah. for the most part was destiny <laughs> i definitely everyone was like boots like, on the ground man boots on the ground i definitely don't know how like dev packs would translate to like Warzone because that'd be weird but i don't know i i loved it for like what they did with the maps and stuff and how they were designed for like wall writing and stuff and then like the, the abilities that each character had i just thought it was interesting and i don't know it was definitely it. <laughs> that that game definitely had a large skill gap with the wall running and the jumping around in Call of Duty. That game had a large skill gap in the multiplayer. It got pretty uh, wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like uh, Advanced Warfare or like the other one after that or however it went. But I, that, the only know. one with the jetpacks I liked was Black Ops Three. I felt like they did it the best. See, I played. I played. I want to say it was. I want to say it was Black Ops Four. I played. A little bit of um but uh during those times i kind of quit playing call of duty i was much more into battlefield at that time that's what i was rightfully so not battlefield I, 4 yeah i do, I do remember battlefield, you 3, that battlefield 3 battlefield 3 oh, and battlefield three 4 days yeah. yeah i remember you going through that phase. yeah those were the those were the games um and then uh but not to not to cut it short but to get back to the, i have a lot of notes here so i'm gonna try to bust through a few more of these um the instead of the tuning um each attachment's gonna have uh green and red chevrons to the perks and cons to show like at a glance how much it'll affect the weapon and that'll be from one one to three little arrows so you know you know one green arrow means like a minimal effect two medium range three super effective on the weapon so just you know quick at a glance seeing what the attachments do to make that faster which is i think a great thing um, and then there's going to be another arrow on the um, attachments to kind of show uh, new functions for the attachments. Um, muzzles, you know, undetectable by radar, pro, uh, you know, um, flash concealment, um, bullet penet- bullet penetration for ammunition, explosive impact, um, air- under barrel, mostly just bipod mounts um, for like a feature that it will do that gives you an extra thing to do for those that can bipod mount um lasers it looks like they have the canted laser aiming in the game still the canted laser which i don't understand why they, i guess i can kind of understand why they would do it just to add that sense of accuracy to the tactical stance because i have noticed while playing the story um if you go in a tactical stance with a gun that doesn't have a laser you go more to the side that side view that you guys probably seen in the multiplayer in the beta and then um, if you have a laser, it's not quite as to the side. It's more at like a 45 degree angle, I would say. And um, you can see where the laser points to give you that sense of accuracy with it. Um, and then different magnifications uh, for optics um, and then thermals. Um, and then as a con, you know, which ones have sniper glint, the obvious stuff that we know about. Um, another big new feature is they're adding a detailed stat page. So they're getting rid of weapon tuning, but they're adding a detailed stat page. So you can look to see specific numbers for damage, range, recoil, control, mobility, fire rate, accuracy, and handling. So if you really want to get down and dirty with the numbers and see what you're doing with your attachments, you can, if you want to sit there and look at those. Um, and they're also adding the ability to filter attachments and aftermarket parts for specific attributes. So it only shows the attachments that help with those attributes. I'm excited for that. 
Um, cause there are some times that I'm looking to put attachments on a gun where I just want ADS or recoil control or, you know, what have you. And if I can just put on a filter for recoil control and it shows me just the attachments that help with recoil control, <laughs> that makes things simple as hell. Instead of looking through, you know, what I'm assuming to be a huge list of attachments in this game, because we have another, you know, 40 weapons coming. They're going to have their own attachments. Plus the attachments yeah. that we have for modern warfare really? too. No, it's about to be a fucking shit ton to go through. Yeah. But side side note here, Chowder, I tell you, you got to take a dab. Oh, oh no! Did someone redeem one? Yes, he did. Oh, digital. <laughs> Appreciate the love, brother. I can do that. <laughs> this is gonna be the fun part about live. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. We should just yeah, make ne- it a... next time. You'll just have to disable like that stuff or whatever. Or we just make <laughs> it, it. Or we just make it a yeah, rule. If it interferes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Or, or we whatever just, you want to do, yeah. man. Or we just make it a yeah, rule you, that you uh, every time th- through, so. every time there's one, we'll just uh hit. We'll all hit a dab. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say someone has to. <laughs> someone does. Um, someone and then we'll, we'll rotate. We'll go through the uh, we'll go through the confirmed weapon list real quick. Um. For melee, we have just the gutter knife and the karambit. Both of them are knives. The karambit looks like a like a raptor claw knife, essentially, like one of those curved blades that's got like a yeah. hole in it for spinning the finger. I thought that was cool. Um, launcher, they're only adding one launcher to Modern Warfare 3 because they are bringing all the weapons from Modern Warfare 2 over. So we have the javelin, the stinger, the RPG, and the other launcher. I forget what that one's called. Um, but they're adding the RGL 80 grenade launcher as a equipable launcher in the game. I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That grenade launcher can be quite annoying. And so I'm afraid that multiplayer for a while is going to be a lot of grenades. Yeah. Um, pistols, of course. pistols, we have the <laughs> core 45, um, which is, you know, semi-automatic pistol, 45 round, uh, 45 caliber, the Renetti, which a lot of people know it's the burst. Um, the, yep. The T Y R is a revolver. I'm not sure on the caliber on that. I didn't get all of the information on all of these weapons. I looked for a while, but I couldn't find everything. Um, and the WSP stinger. Now I have the WSP stinger listed under pistols and submachine guns. So I'm not a hundred percent sure uh the uh accuracy on that one i'm not sure where it's going to end up but it does seem like more of a pistol than it does a uh submachine gun (laughs) um and then sniper rifles they're only adding three um the cat arm and the two that we got in the beta the longbow and the kv inhibitor which a little disappointed but at the same time i understand because once again they're adding all of our weapons from modern warfare 2 over so we are starting with quite a few sniper rifles um marksman rifles we have the kvo enforcer the mcw 6.8 the dm 56 and the mtz interceptor um light machine guns it's the mcw the mcw is the battle it's the marksman rifle version of the mcw assault rifle essentially the acr so it's just like a bigger caliber acr that's single fire yeah i'm excited to try that out oh yeah looks like it's going from i mean what 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 was the acr was it um, was it seven six two or no? Um, it's five five six. Yeah, yeah. So five. and so with the MCW, it looks like if I'm reading that correctly, it's saying six point eight, which means six point eight Creedmoor, which is a sniper round designed to be fired from an assault 
or from a AR platform. I oh, cool. Assault so no. that'll be that'll be a cool yeah. that'll be cool to try that gun out. I'm definitely excited to see some of these new marksman rifles and try them out. Um, yeah, that one's got me curious. Yeah. Um, for light machine guns, the pull. I'm gonna fuck this up because I cannot speak. I the can't pull, even read it. So. The Pulmoit. The Pulmoit. Yeah, seven six two. The DG fifty eight LSW. The Holger twenty six. The Bruin MK9 and the TAC Eradicator, which is a light machine gun version of the TAC 56. I do have a confirmation Ooh. on that. But Ooh. I but I also heard that it is going to be locked behind a specific challenge. It won't be available to unlock through okay. level unlock. So there will be a challenge for that. Let's go. Um, shotguns. We have the Lockwood 680, um, the Haymaker, and the Riveter. Um, submachine guns, we have the Striker, which is the new version of the <laughs> UMP45. Um, the WSP Swarm, so I guess that actually is a different, so the, there is the WSP, I didn't even think, I forgot that they had different names, the oh, different call signs. Yeah. So there's that odd, there's a, like a mini, mini U, uh, Uzi, which is a pistol. Then there's the WSP yep. Swarm, which is the mini Uzi. And then you have the AMR9. Um, the WSP nine, which is like your normal size Uzi, if you will. And then the right. rival nine, which, uh, to me is the new version of the Scorpion Evo, which everyone knows and loves the super fast fire rate. Um, and the striker nine, which is just another variant of the striker. It's a nine millimeter version of the striker. I'm excited to try that out. Cause I do like those nine millimeter guns. I do like those for up close yeah um battle rifles um the bass p which was one that we got inside of the beta and it was a really it had some there was some controversy around it i did see a lot of people using it but also um they had some issues with hit registration specifically with that gun um it had to get a specific update for the bass p so we'll see how it handles when the uh, multiplayer drops um and then we had the sidewinder in the mtz 762 uh, for battle rifles and then for assault rifles we have the sva uh, 545 which looks a lot like the an94 um the mtz 556 um the holger 556 which is their version of the g36 i'm so excited about that i that's one of my favorite uh, yes. assault rifles of all time to play with in any game uh, Yes. Um, the good old MCW, the ACR, the MCW was a huge problem in the beta. Like that gun was the meta in the beta. Everybody was yeah, running that gun. So we'll see it what happens. Was. We'll see what happens with the multiplayer. Um, the DG 58 and the FR 5.56. So there is a decent amount of weapons coming with Modern Warfare 3. I'm pretty excited about all those. Um, then... Let's see let's get bringing the famas back i love it making sure yeah the famas yeah i mean they have the they have the version that they just added for us in modern warfare 2 and i yeah yeah that, that it is the it's like the it's like it reminds me more of the black ops version of the famas if you will like it, it's got those weird mm -hmm. little it like the bipod things that kind of shake on the sides on both sides of the gun like and, and it's yeah. got the same iron sight the only thing is, is it kicks so... I just feel like it doesn't handle as good as the other ones. Even with the attachments on it, I just don't feel like it handles as good. But that's just, you know, that's... Yeah. Um, for a few games where I like it most, but when it when it's good, it's pretty lethal. Yep. Um, and then we'll just jump into the perks. Now, the perk system has been <clears throat> changed up a little bit. Um, something, uh, something that I thought was kind of cool the way they did it, but there is something that's disappointing, which I'll get into here in a sec. 
they separated the boots, they separated the perks into like equipment, right? So they're calling it like boots, the boot perks, and then you have your gear perks, which is like your special gear, and then and it gives you the perks, and then the glove perks and vest perks. The only shitty part is, is if you're, you know, they have all the skins in the game, which your skin is your skin, you're going to look like that. But if you're playing on a default skin, they didn't make it so that when you're adding that stuff to your character, it doesn't change the look of the character, which I think is a huge, I think is a huge missed opportunity. Cause if you remember back in like black ops one, when you played the multiplayer, if you put the ghost perk on your character was in a ghillie suit. If you put a certain yeah. perk on your character changed the way they looked, which I thought was awesome. Cause at a glance, you could see what an enemy player was running real quick. And it kind of helped you, you know, it while you were playing the game i thought it was a really good idea so i i hope they change that but i think it's a missed opportunity um the boots is the first one i wrote down um you have the climbing boots that increases your climbing mantling speed reduces your fall damage um those are going to be available right away the covert sneakers eliminates footstep sounds feel like that's going to have some controversy around it we'll see um reach level 27 i didn't get levels for all of these um but i looked as hard as i could i tried to get as much as i could on each Looks one like you did. um on, not on all oh, of them all, near the end for there. all the gear yeah. yeah um the lightweight boots increases your movement and swim speed reduces noise while swimming that's <clears throat> that could be an interesting that could be an interesting perk um the stalker boots yeah. increases your strafe and ads movement speed and the tactical pads are the ones I was talking about when we talked about the sliding. It increases oh, yeah, yeah. it increases your slide distance and allows for full ADS while sliding and increases the stance transition speeds and crouched movement speed. Side note also, they did update. They are making it so you can shoot while sliding and immediately after sliding. So they just got rid of that delay completely. Um, they got rid of the delays is what I'm seeing all the delays for the sliding and sprinting. So people are going to be moving quick. Um, very the, curious because you're going to choose that between that and, uh, covert sneakers. Nice. Yeah. So if they made That's that earlier, like really got to choose what you want. Yep. they made that, they made that a hot, they made that a tough choice. Honestly, I was thinking about that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the gear perks and this is like stuff that's, you know, uh, it's kind of like on top the look of it each like each gear perk when you go to choose it has like a different look and these ones are all like on your head or on your shoulders and stuff um bone conduction headset reduces your combat noise completely allowing improved improved identification of enemy footsteps and gunshots so it's supposed to magnify those enemy footsteps and gunshots for you i used it in the beta i don't know how well it was working personally because there's just so much sound and i'd have to really sit there and test out the difference to see what the difference is um eod padding that must be better for a war zone yeah exactly um eod padding reduces damage from non-kill streak explosives and fire you know everybody knows that one ghost tv camo while moving blocks detection by uavs enemy radar sources and heartbeat sensors so only while moving um lr detector warns of hostile laser and radiation sources so you're high alert if you will um mission control comm link reduces kill streak cost by one kill reduce score streak cost by 125 um and that's a level 10 um, tack mask, uh, reduces strength of enemy flash stun and gas grenades, immunity to shock EMP and snapshot grenades, uh, level nine is when you get that. 
And then uh, for the gloves, we have the assault gloves. Um, while jumping, these gloves will reportedly improve accuracy and time to ADS while jumping. Not sure on the level of that one. Um, the commando gloves reload while sprinting. Uh, that's kind of a huge Ooh. one. Um, Oof, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to that. Yep, yep. Um, that's at level 19. And then we have the marksman gloves, which reduce sway and flinch while ADS. Um, not sure on level on that one, but again, they're really making you pick and choose on your perks here, which I kind of like. Um, quick, yeah, grip... I really like that. It's going to make it really hard for Warzone games. Mm -hmm. Um, quick grip gloves, increased weapon swap speed. Um, that's going to be available right away. Um, and then scavenger gloves, resupply ammo and throwing knives. Everybody knows about that good old perk. I run that so much in <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> Um, specialist gloves help throw equipment farther and reset fuse timer on throwing back grenades. I love the specialist gloves. I am sad they put that oh, in the yeah. same area as scavenger because I rock specialist so the 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 strong arm in Modern Warfare 2 so much because I love that faster throw speed and the distance and being able to see where your where your stuff's going. I love that as well. Um, but I yeah, don't think I like that reset fuse timer. That's wicked. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, super that's, wicked. That's a big one. Um, they would have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, tactical combat gloves. Uh, or no, that's the that's the same as the uh, uh, commando gloves. I don't know why that one's in there twice. I wasn't paying attention. I was tired when I was typing these up. It's that good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Enable reloading while sprinting. Yeah, it's the same one as the uh, commando gloves. Um, the vest perks. The CCT Com vest um can have two types of gear can have you can equip tactical so Ooh. that's something they're changing up the vest perks are going to change up kind of some of the stuff that you can and cannot equip so it's going to make the play style it's going to make the play style a little different um so you're really having to pick and choose um and give up stuff here um, the CCT Com vest can have two types of gear. You can equip tactical and lethal equipment, increases duration of enemies getting detected by your radar. Your teammates in your radar will be zoomed out. Eliminated enemies will drop intel bucks. It helps it helps in pinning your allies from your radar. So it, they're going to change up the stuff. Um, the engineer vest allows you to have two tactical equipments instead of a lethal. You cannot equip a lethal equipment. It is recommended Whoa. to become proficient with counter equipment and explosives. Spot your enemy equipment, field upgrades, and kill streaks through walls when aiming. Highlight and share with allies. Improve recharge speed of field upgrades. So big, big change to play style. I'm kind of excited about this. Having two tactical equipments, I could see that as being kind of fun just to fuck around with. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, can you the imagine that goes with the builds here? I'm really liking. Can you imagine getting stun grenaded and then flashed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That would be super annoying. Oh, we're going to have some fun with these. Okay. We're going to have some fun dude, with these. For real. For real. Um, Especially at level 10. Um, and then, yeah, this is going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, demolition vest. You can carry two types of lethal equipment. This is where it gets real bad. It is recommended to become proficient in lethal and tactical equipment. Resupply the lethal and tactical equipment every 25 seconds. Are you telling Gee. me that I can have a grenade, Damn. I can have drill charges and a throwing knife at the same time? Oh, good lord. And then they recharge. <laughs> and they recharge. Oh, I'm going to be I'm going to be a menace. Um, gunner vest. Um, you can carry two types of main weapons. Can have um two types of gears. 
cannot equipped boots. So with the gunner vest, with two two primary weapons, you no longer get to have boots. That takes away the covert sneakers ability yeah. so Ooh. yeah they're really making us pick and choose i kind of got excited when for, i was reading through this your, uh, yeah. and that's your like overkill for two yep yeah ars or like you know yep. A, a yep. sniper so, like oh so damn now, so yep. now in order to run a sweat a sweat one like that which i mean in all honesty you almost have to in war zone i mean it's like, just no gonna, gonna make... run around with it it's going to make a lot of people really choosy and I feel like it's going to go but we're going to go back to the strat of getting a loadout and then trying to get another loadout so we can get our first class with the perks that we want and then get another class with the weapons that we want so you can have two primaries plus your covert sneakers. So it's going to make it a little bit more challenging to get into that comfy place where you have everything you want because you don't get to start out with covert sneakers and have two primary weapons which I'm excited about. I think that's a nice balancing feature personally. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think that's nice. With the with so like if you get two loadouts, do they stack? No, or I just mean one like, set of no, I mean like, so like, it would be like it would be like so when you get a loadout now, you drop everything that you're drop that you're carrying. So yeah. you would get your loadout, then you would go to your second loadout, pick it up, you're <laughs> dropping everything you're carrying, but then you get to pick up what you want. Yeah, so you can drop a set of perks and then re-equip a different set of perks, but have two primary weapons. My only... I remember doing that in Warzone 1 all the time, because I'd go get... Yeah, uh, I'd get a load, Yeah, go get a loadout with Overkill, and then run to a different loadout and pick up a different loadout that had the perk set I want that didn't have Overkill, so I could have that third perk and then just pick my weapons back up. Like, that kind of shit, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um... And then, yeah, the gunner vest is that's gonna have some crazy shit. Um, you can you can equip boots, have weapons and ammo focus vest. It's gonna be weapons and ammo. You start with max ammo with the gunner vest, um, and it has improved reload speed as well. So a lot of perks with that, but you can equip boots. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, the infantry vest is like your standard vest. Increases your attack sprint duration. Um, increases refresh time. Uh, decreases refresh time of attack sprint. Duplicate effects do not stack. So that goes for all equipment. Duplicate effects do not stack. You cannot put two different things on. If you have the standard vest on, or the infantry vest, um, if you have the running sneakers, you uh, you cannot double the the effects of the lightweight boots. You can't like double that up. Mm -hmm. So which I like. So you're not double stacking perks and you know someone's like running around like the goddamn flash out there. Yeah, I think that's what would happen too. Yeah. Um tactical <laughs> tactical equipment. Now I'm gonna just skip some of the stuff that we already know about in here in my notes. Um they did move the battle rage to tactical equipment, which I thought was an uh, which I thought was an interesting change. Um, it gives you an adrenaline rush, health and regenerate health regenerates quickly, and tactical equipment is resisted. So that could be an interesting change up to gameplay. Um, the EMD grenade applies a tracking device to enemies hit, revealing them on your team's mini map. So I'm assuming that's going to act a lot like the bat grenade right now that we have in the yeah. Warzone event. Yeah. Um, and then the scatter mine um, is a new tactical equipment piece. You throw a field of mines across a wide area that detonate when enemies come within range. I don't know how much damage it's going to do or exactly what the effects are, but it is a tactical. 
So it could, that that almost sounds like, depending on what they do with it, a nerfed version of the cluster mm-hmm. mine. Cluster yep. mine. Um, yeah, and yeah. to move that onto a button. Yeah, we'll see what happens that, with that. That could that could be dirty. Um, now with lethal equipment, we only have two new lethal equipment uh items coming. Uh, the breacher the drone. Favorite. Yeah, the breacher drone, Eli's favorite <laughs> explosive drone that explodes on proximity to an enemy or on impact. So you actually don't even have to hit an enemy directly. They just have to, the drone has to get next to someone and it will explode. And it's fucking, it's damaging. Um, And then the thermal, thing, go ahead. One thing to add to that though is it is a straight line. There's no yep. arcing to it. It is a straight line. It is a B line. It is a straight line. So that's, that would be one thing to add to that. Yep, it is a very straight line. Um, and then the thermobaric grenade. It is a cookable grenade, and it creates a large explosion that stuns and leaves a fiery residue and increases the lethality of explosives for a period of time. Oh, wow. So it the thermobaric could be an interesting play as well. Um, field upgrades. Uh, this is a short list as well. Um, big first thing to talk about there. They moved the heartbeat sensor to the field upgrade slot rather than attacks. Yep. Um, I'm interested to see how that's going to work out. Um, uh, but with the addition of the heartbeat sensor added in, um, they also added the med box, which you deploy a box of med supplies for you and your teammates. Um, the other field upgrade I'm excited about, cause I'm a solo multiplayer player is the ACS, the automated computer spike. It slowly captures points and temporarily hacks nearby enemy devices. So if you're a solo player and your team, while you're playing multiplayer, is not playing objective and you're trying to fucking shoulder the whole thing, you can throw that down on a flag if you're playing domination or a hard point and it will capture it for you and then you can go post up somewhere and defend in different defend different lanes and stuff. So you don't have to rely <laughs> on your shitty teammates. Pretty that's amazing. Yeah, pretty interesting. Um, I wonder how that's gonna. I wonder what what kind of effect that can have in uh, Warzone. I'm interested to see how that can be used in Warzone and what it can be used for. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Um, the only thing, based on what you just explained, the only thing I see that would be a benefit in Warzone is going to be the temporary hack of nearby enemy devices. Yep. Yep, I agree with you. On that more one. proxies. Yep, like if someone's yeah, posted up, if someone's posted up inside of a building, just being ratty as shit, you could throw that thing down and probably hack out any explosives they have. Um, just like a D, just yep. like the DDoS. Yep, yep. Um, and then the last new field upgrade, which I'm having mixed feelings about, is anti-armor rounds. Gives uh, weapon ammo that applies bonus damage against armored targets. This includes. Vehicles, equipment, body armor, and targets behind penetrable cover. They already have that, though. The anti-armor rounds? It's, it, it is a... No, uh, this is going to be like... This is going to be like stopping power. This is going to be like... like FMJ. Yeah, dude, this is going to be like mm-hmm. FMJ from the old games. Like, it's going to be... Yeah. It's going to it's gonna be like... Yeah, it's going to be like the ammunition types on crack. Okay. Yeah. So that's the problem. I see. But you have to choose. Yeah, but you do have to choose. I I could not find if they were still going to go with the ability to because you know how once you get to a certain level you have the pro ability to carry two field upgrades and you can switch between the two on the fly. I'm not sure if they're going (laughs) to let us do that again, but I would assume they're going to. 
um, for multiplayer just because, you know, multiplayer, that makes sense to be able to choose between two, at least in my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much all the new stuff I could find. Um, you know, we got, we talked about maps, um, a little bit. Um, it's all the OG 2009 Modern Warfare, uh, two maps. So that are coming back. And then it looks like, it looks like we're going to be getting farm 18, um, right away. And a couple of the other Modern Warfare two maps from this game that we're playing, uh, that, what is that? That's 2000. 22 was it 2021 that game came out 2022 i want to say 2022 yeah it's been out for a year modern warfare 2 22 (laughs) uh uh, um but uh we're gonna get a couple maps from that game i'm i'm hoping we don't get all the maps from that game there's a couple maps a few maps in particular that can go die in hell in particular the (laughs) the fucking map that's on the section of highway with all the cars in the middle that map can go die in hell. It can go far, so, far away. I shouldn't, I shouldn't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I just, I uh, hated that shit. When someone would get a stealth bomber, it's like, dude, you go hide in the building in the very back. That's the only way you're safe. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, field upgrades, Modern Warfare 20, or Modern Warfare 2, anti-armor. Gives weapon ammo that applies bonus damage against armored targets. This includes oh, I guess we do. equipment, body armor, and targets behind penetrable cover. I guess we do have that. I never use it, so. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it literally looks just like the munitions box, except for there's shells laying around it. Oh, okay. So uh, I guess we do have I don't think that's, like, is that, that's not, like, current, though. I, I remember that being around, but I think that that's not, like, a current thing. It is. So they must be bringing it back. No, I I've I've always chosen between it. It all just depends on if I'm if I'm playing solo on Warzone, I run anti-armor or I try to find anti-armor rounds just because of that because it is a solo thing. Like like your munitions yeah. box, if I drop it down, everyone on the team gets it. If I pop an anti-armor an anti-armor round, it just loads a new magazine and it's only for me. So, interesting. Yeah, it's I mean, that's to say I'm not I'm not on I'm not on my phone. I booted up my playstation just oh. to check it out just to make sure i was looking at current information okay okay so, wow i yeah, never, i completely forgot that was a field upgrade because I, I remember always... that was like ground loot at one point yeah yeah i mean it's been ground loot for it's been ground loot but yeah it is at least in the multiplayer side it is equipable okay okay well that makes sense cool um yeah but for modern warfare 3 that's pretty much really all i got to talk about um i don't know if anybody has anything to add I I don't I haven't seen anything on it. I definitely do not. Yeah, no, that was yeah, and that was a lot mm-hmm. of information. So, I mean, I would rather have all this information out, you know, right. get it out there. So, um, I guess the other thing we can jump into that we can discuss a little bit, um, on the video game side. I don't know if you guys seen all the news, um. I don't know what's going on over. I'm sure it just has something to do with uh, revenue because there was a report not too long ago that Bungie was 45% below projections yeah. for the year. On they had no, a no, no, they had no, a massive drop off. So... Yeah, man, I don't think it comes as any surprise. They've been shooting themselves in, in the, the foot, honestly, yeah. just I'm, making terrible decisions. I mean, Joe can, me and Joe especially, and I know that Steven a little bit also probably can, we can definitely speak on Destiny 2 and like 
That's why I was so bored, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's, they lost it. Like the, the witch queen, the witch queen gave me a little bit of hope. I was like kind of excited again. I was like, this is kind of cool. The story is cool. And then it just went downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah, The witch queen had great vibes. It had great environment atmosphere. I mean, obviously Destiny's not the great at act, you know, or adding new activities. We've been playing the same fucking strikes since forever mm-hmm. and i i think everyone's just burned out on the same content just you know with a different theme it's the same thing with a different theme yep. every single mm-hmm. time yep it's, it's the same thing from the first game the first game hands down amazing we all stopped everything else at least i did i stopped everything else for two years yeah only I was... played <laughs> yeah taken king for me changed my life i remember the first raid i did in the taken king i was like yep. whoa this is it for me man i don't ever want to play another game again but yeah yeah here and we then, are right and then but destiny 2 the story the story i couldn't do the story on it it was just boring it felt like a grind to get through the story whereas in destiny 1 the grind for me didn't happen until it went through so many different writers was the problem like the original vision um was okay i mean the story wasn't it it was easier to follow but when you have so many different people's hands in something it just gets really convoluted and just Mm -hmm. very confusing not to say that you know it doesn't have a start and an end but what happens in between there is just frankly goofy well and you know (laughs) the other thing about destiny that i don't like is i i hate that when people who don't play the game ask me about destiny and ask me if they should start playing it i feel the the i feel the urge to tell them no more than i feel absolutely it's so bad for new players. yeah the onboarding process for destiny 2 is so terrible for new players who have no idea what's going on because they've removed so much content that's viable like so important to the story that if you want to know what's going on you have to go to youtube and watch a youtube video to get the lore and it's not just like oh one youtube yeah like you could find one youtube video but it's probably going to be four hours long like the game has been yeah why would you sunset something that's like so important to story yeah and that's why we all paid for that too man like what where where, i want my money back then if i can't if i can't play this then give me my money back yeah like i have spent more money on destiny than any other game that exists and i will 100 percent admit that like that's why like when a new game comes out and it's like a hundred dollar pre-order to myself i kind of just laugh because it's like people don't even know the type of shit that we i spent money on destiny because yeah it each new pack is for the basic ass bitch version that doesn't include any of the season passes for the entire year is like 40 bucks and if you want the big bro it's a joke yeah and if you want the big boy one with all of the extra stuff and all of the season passes included it's like a hundred dollar pre-order and so bro if you started on playstation and then want to play on pc you have to buy all that shit twice and then same on xbox you can't even like game share anything like there's something with destiny that does not let you game share anything like you can game share everything else on xbox but destiny 2 does not let you share shit yep and it's disgusting what to me what to me really pisses me off is now that i've deleted it like i don't feel bad missing out on any of the stuff that i paid for this last season pass i don't care because i'm just don't like that game is such a life suck you cannot just play that game 
casually once a week. Nope. It doesn't work that way. If you want no, to be no. competitive and play that game at all and keep up, you have to play that game for a couple hours every day. Every day. Oh, right. Dude. And that's why it'll never have a competitive scene, man. Yep. Like they just don't they don't do enough. And it it has so much potential, man. I remember having so much fun. I had more fun playing, you know, PvP, you know, just multiplayer and destiny and then it just like it just became this meta grind of like what's the best fucking hand can and this and that and oh man i just i yep. couldn't handle it anymore yep no and it makes me sad because the multiplayer in destiny was so fun like the game had so many great aspects to it and the graphics are so pretty and the gunplay is so excellent that's what kept me in that game for so long as salty as yeah, i the was art style is so good yeah as salty as i was about so many things in that game that's what kept me so enamored with it is because the game plays so well it's so much it felt fun. ahead of its time is yeah. what it was for yeah. me it felt it felt so good to run through a mission and it made you feel invincible and powerful as you were doing it because you could just eliminate people and eliminate like you were just blowing shit up and taking things out left and right and they did it in such a way that it the gameplay loop was addictive and so now yeah. you know now that they've locked all this stuff behind paywalls and it's it, it's right. it's just not the same not game really anymore addictive. they made it free to I, I i agree with you joe on the free to play thing the free to play on destiny ruined that game absolutely man um i i could go on for hours about destiny and it's it'll always hold a special place in my heart don't well, get me wrong yeah. man i've i've spent so much time in that game and mm -hmm. i think yeah, it's exactly. fair to say that we've all probably you know if you've spent any you know any amount of time with it eventually you're going to burn out but man it's just sad to see some of the paths they chose with you know just locking cosmetics behind paywalls and we used to get so much and it used to just feel more like a smaller community with destiny and then it just blew up into this thing and it's just so corporate and it's well, just big time. less effort. You know what I mean? They're definitely having issues because they made the decision to cut about 1,200 staff from the studio. Jeez. Yeah, they're, they're falling apart internally from yeah. what I understand. 1,200 yeah. people? That's a lot of people that just got laid off. Yeah. And, you know, I, I follow a couple of different – I follow uh, – there's a specific – there's a specific uh, – podcast i listen to called game on daily and it's got a few guys from across the pond if you will um that always have different people on and they were laughing uh saying you know all these people from bungie just got laid off maybe uh 343 should reach out make halo something it was again <laughs> get some people yeah, back no shit, right and that's that's <laughs> another point i was gonna make is like nobody will ever make shooters like you know like bungie does honestly yep. i've never played a game that you know felt so good in the shooting as as far as bungee games and that includes old halo games it's just they yeah. know they know what they're doing and it's you know it's sad to see that the resources aren't there for destiny and the you know the attention isn't there anymore but there there was there's been rumors that this was going to happen you know just because marathon is on the horizon and well, most of the resources were going towards that anyway so i think i think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall with this and I don't think PlayStation, you know, did this whole acquisition with Bungie for Destiny. You know, I think Destiny no. 3 is going to make a big splash when, whenever they decide to do that. But I, I think the writing was always on the wall with Destiny 2. It's been around for a while now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know 
Do you really think after this that Bungie's going to bring in a D3? I think eventually. Um, I don't think it'll be eventually. I think Marathon will run its course. And I, I, I honestly, I think by the time Destiny 3 comes around, they, they probably won't even be under PlayStation's umbrella again. You know, Bungie <laughs> has this tendency to, you know, kind of bounce around, be indie for a while, you know, get their funding, share their trade secrets. That's all, that's all PlayStation wanted them for, you know, was their, their knowledge, you know, for online. And that's another thing that, you know, it's not just Bungie right now that's kind of losing people. It's PlayStation as a whole, mm -hmm. like a lot of their studios were, you know, being told to, to make these sort of games and they don't want to. So a lot of people at Sony are leaving in droves, unfortunately. And, you know, I have to say, I don't really like the direction that they're taking. They've, they've been known to make a certain amount of game and that's what's, you know, that, that that's just been their marketing ploy this entire time. And it, it, in my opinion, it's done them pretty well. You know, they've been market leaders. I, I just, I know there's a place for it and, you know, we're headed to that future, but I, I just think it's a little too soon. There's so many good creatives at, at Sony that they're just, you know, they're going to lose and shoot themselves in the foot over this whole live service bullshit. It's just a shame. No, I a hundred percent, I a hundred percent agree with you. And you know, it's funny that you brought up marathon because, uh, that was something I was going to mention is I seen an article and I'm not sure how true this is. It could be false, but I seen an article mentioning that Bungie brought in a group of escape from Tarkov YouTube content creators to try out marathon. Interesting. Now see, that's, ex I, I'm immediately confused because what are we getting with marathon? My question is, why did you choose a group of Tarkov content creators to come in and try that? Yeah, game? what 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 is this marathon game? Yes. And that's that, that's another thing I was gonna say too. Is like we kind of knew, like they, but we don't. We like honestly, we don't really know shit, do we? No, we don't. They just literally they they gave us. It's like the same thing they gave us with Starfield in the very beginning. They gave you like the picture of like the title screen and like a fucking word that says marathon. That's all they gave right, us. Right, right, right. So, yeah, and yeah. it could be anything. <laughs> exactly. So the the fact that they chose Tarkov content creators to go in there and try out the game makes me really question what type of game Marathon is looking to be. Absolutely. Because yeah, I, I think that speaks volumes, honestly. Yeah, because Tarkov is Tarkov is a great game if you're into that Milsim content. Like I watch a ton of the gameplay. It's exciting. It can be really fun. But also, I see in the Reddit posts and on Twitter how plagued that game is with cheaters. Oh, absolutely. And um, I think that's something that hopefully, you know, Bungie would be able to solve. Um, but Tarkov is absolutely the worst yeah. of any game. I, and it's confirmed. There's so many, It's so well documented at this point. I don't know if you saw the Wiggle video, um, but it's, it's like this inside... Uh, uh, this inside thing that everyone knows that's a cheater and if you have wall hacks and you do this wiggle move it's like a sign to say hey i'm a cheater too leave me alone sort of thing if you haven't watched it look it up it is so fascinating that's crazy that's nuts see and that's why like, i'll link it to you okay. i'll link it to you yeah eventually. definitely yeah definitely do no it, it's just it's a that it was so interesting to me that they chose those those people to go play that game because i i'm not looking to have a tarkov experience like i have i i bought tarkov for my pc it runs decently enough on my pc that i can play it 
it's not something that I'm into. I played a couple of matches and ran around with a couple of my homies and we did a couple of things. It's just not something I'm into. Like I, I don't like having to manually click each bullet into my clip before I into my magazine before I load it into my weapon. Like I'm not trying to get that. Yeah, I totally with agree. It, like, Tarkov, Tarkov really isn't my thing, but I would hope, you know, because there's plenty of games and other subgenres and, and different yep. genres in general that like I, I don't typically like that genre, but sometimes there's that one diamond in the rough that's just like, you know, I'm gonna try this game. And it's nothing I would have, you know, normally liked. So maybe with Bungie's spin, maybe it's not exactly like See, Tarkov. I'm sure it'll have more polish with it being Bungie. I'm hoping. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that. I would assume. I would assume and hope so. So you know, it, hopefully it's not. I don't see it just being a straight, you know, Tarkov clone or anything like that. I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll put their Bungie magic on it or whatever. But yeah, um, I, I hopefully hope it's, it's hopefully it's not too similar because I agree, Tarkov doesn't look like my cup of tea whatsoever right. but yeah because like you know um, call right. of duty tried to do the tarkov thing with dmz and i won't lie i've had a couple fun matches in dmz um Dude, DMZ was my shit for a little bit yeah i had a couple fun matches in dmz just because there was some fun where like i turned on the proximity chat and like with the proximity chat on in dmz that to me is what made it fun because like if you're looking for stuff and trying to do a certain objective and you run into an enemy team Half the time, you can talk to them and be like, hey, dude, I'm just trying to do this. I don't want to fight. I'll give you this. We can trade, whatever. Sometimes people will trade with you, and then you can go your separate ways. I do enjoy that aspect of that. Like, I thought that, that was, was, was cool. you know, I always thought that was cool. Um, but <laughs> I also, I never hardly, I didn't play it that much. Like, I played it to unlock a couple weapons. That was it. But besides that, yeah. you know, I didn't get into the DMZ thing, and same thing with Tarkov. Like it just isn't for me. And I'm hoping, and like you said, sometimes there's that diamond in the rough. So maybe marathon, maybe Bungie will spin it in a way that I really like it. And I, you know, I, I feel the same way about, uh, that's why I'm excited to try out Baldur's gate three when it eventually comes out on Xbox is when I, where I want to get it. And I want to, I want to play that game and I'm hoping maybe it will be like you said, a diamond in the rough. It'll be one of those turn-based games that I actually enjoy playing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Actually, that's a that's funny that you bring that up because, um, you know, there's there's genres like turn based, and then there's sub genres, and not every like not every turn based game is exactly the same. They're they're not the same right. battle style. Like Persona 5's turn based system is not at all the same of something that you would see in Baldur's Gate three. So to, you know, categorize and bunch every game up into turn based, and therefore I don't like those games because they're turn based. You know, it's it's like there's always going to be some subgenre of that that's not going to be what you had in mind, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like if you play Final Fantasy Tactics, that turn-based system is not. It's I mean, it's technically turn-based, but it's not like something like Persona Five or you know, or even Final Fantasy Seven Remake. You know, there's technically a turn-based or action-based, whatever you decide to choose in that game, but. They're also just different from one another. And that's what I tell people is like, you know, if it's maybe not, you know, turn-based isn't normally your thing, just maybe kind of, you know, put a microscope on that and see the system more, you know, under a microscope and mm -hmm. see if it's something you'd be interested in. Yeah, see, I did sit and watch some Persona gameplay. I think it was Persona 4. I forget which one it was because i know there's a couple different versions of persona 4 i think it's the persona 4 well there's like persona 4 tactica and then like persona 4 or something else i think joe 
You mean uh, Persona 5? Oh, Persona 5. That's I'm sorry. I always get the numbers mixed up on that one. Yeah, um, and it's funny that you say that because Persona 5 Royale actually just left Game Pass and then um, Tactica is coming in November okay. like, 17th, I believe. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know what the differences are and I don't even exactly remember which one I watched, but I did watch like a good 30 minutes of like a playthrough of... I think it was Persona 5. I want to say it was Tact. I want to say it was Royale. I might be Tactica. I forget which one. It yeah, was. Royale is the main line. Like Persona 5 Royale is like the main line. Like um, Tactica, that's just like a spinoff. I'm not really a fan of the Persona spinoff games okay. at all. They're okay. they're kind of just different genres and different games altogether. Some turn based, some not. Um, but for me, yeah, the the main line ones are where it's at. There's they're so good man yeah. like for a turn-based game it kind of feels like they, they can move so fast even though they're turn-based like once you get the hang of it and get into that flow it, you know it can kind of almost feel like it's so stylish and so you know kind of hypey in that moment like it just it gets you hyped up the music's so good it, it doesn't really feel like a strategic turn-based game you know what i'm saying okay yeah see and i watched some gameplay and i you know it kind of caught my interest a little bit but the thing i was worried with is is it felt to me it reminded me of how i felt when i was watching the witcher where i was like this looks interesting and then i found myself playing the witcher and i found myself having a hard time getting to the end of just the main story i haven't even touched the dlc i just found that that game wasn't for me i'm not saying that the witcher is bad by any means i just i found myself with that same feeling i'm not trying to compare the two games i'm just saying like i found myself you know feeling the same way and i'm worried like i would tr and i might download it and try it because it'll be on game pass i can try the the spin-off one at least and see how that one feels but i just worry that i'm gonna start it and then halfway through i'm gonna be like eh, it's not for me you know what i mean yeah i would try a mainline um before you play a spin-off because the spin-offs are very heavily tied to the story of okay. persona 5 so they 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 you know add on to the story so it's not something i would suggest to jump into okay. if you want to get into persona none of the mainline games are connected like one two three four those are all different stories different universe but the spin-offs of persona 5 are tied to the story of persona 5 so it's kind of weird in that way so, some of them you can get away with it because the story doesn't really matter but I have no idea about the Tactica game because I probably won't play it anyway. Okay. The mainline games are kind of my thing. Um, but honestly, they're so niche. Um, JRPGs in general, they are so niche. So I I totally get it. That's a kind of a weird example to, you know, I, I do recommend those games to people, but they are so out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I, you know, sometimes I'm kind of weary if, if you're not That's like... Up. If you're not like a variety gamer in general, I, I don't usually recommend them to people just because they are fucking niche and I get that. Yep. And I, <laughs> and so, well, it's I, like I, like the same thing. I feel the exact same way about the Yakuza games. I see them in Game Pass. I've watched gameplay. They look interesting to me. But again, it looks like another game I'm going to lose interest in halfway through just because it's just not going to keep my interest. Because I'm just, I've never found myself a huge fan of JRPGs. So absolutely yeah and i think a lot of that comes from you know i i grew up on like the ps2 and mm -hmm. like ps1 and mm -hmm. a lot of those weirdo games like that's what we played on playstation we had a lot of weird japanese games man <laughs> see so i had weird shit yeah, and i love it dude i eat that shit up i had a playstation 2 but my dad 
was the one who bought me all my games and i'll be like i'll never forget this my dad like i was my, i called my dad and he's like he's like hey i got you a new game and i was like what game is it? i was nine years old and he goes he goes I, I don't know i seen it when my friend's kid playing it when i was in billings and you could shoot guns and steal cars and throw grenades and lo and behold it was grand theft auto 3 <laughs> i get yeah. home as a oh, nine-year-old yeah. kid and that's like that was where i fell in yeah, love yeah. with grand theft auto because i was nine yeah. years old and i got to steal a car <laughs> and drive around and run people over i was like this is incredible like right. you know but um as a you know i had a ps2 as well but I, that's the thing I love about the PS2 generation specifically is there were so many games that I know a few people that just had different experiences. Like I didn't play any JRPGs on my PS2. I played Star Wars, Bounty Hunter, GTA 3. I was really into those off ATV off-road theory games. I played those nonstop because I just loved racing four-wheelers around the track over and over again. Um, that was when I got into like, you know, one of the first Call of Duty games I think was on PS2. I forget which one it was, but that was one of the first times I played Call of Duty back in the day. And then it was shortly after that I got an Xbox and I had the OG Xbox and that's kind of where I stuck for a while. Um, but the PS2, like I was looking at the list of games. It's in the, it's close to a thousand. I think it might, I, it's pretty close to a thousand. It's more than that. Is it's it? more than that. Oh my it's God. Like two th it's like 2000. It has the largest library of any other console aside from, well, no, I think it is the largest. I think the Wii is the next largest library. Oh maybe. my God. A oh, 2000. That's way more than I thought. Holy moly. <laughs> Yeah, PS2 is legendary, man. Yeah. Best console ever. You can For have, sure. and that's the great thing is you can have such like with that many games. I guarantee you, so many different people had you know different experiences growing up with that console because it's like mm -hmm. a lot of people played JRPGs. I never played a single Final Fantasy, and I owned a PS2 for a long time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mostly meant like PS1 to oh, PS2. Yeah. Like a lot of those games started on PS1 and then, um, you know, sequels and whatnot mm -hmm. were on the PS2. But um, I mean, technically, you know, my game, my gaming journey began on like the SNES, mostly the, the Super Nintendo. I did yep. play a little bit of original NES, not not a whole lot. I was really, really young during that age but or during that era. But yeah. the, the SNES, man, there that that's when JRPGs were fucking king. And then the PS1, that's when the 3D era, you know, became a thing. Games were kind of janky in that era, but I mean, Final Fantasy VII came out in 97. That was a PS1 exclusive. And that game, so, <laughs> that game, it's so weird to look back and, and people consider that like, you know, one of the greatest games of all time because it doesn't hold up. And I think people nowadays get confused when people say that because it, that game looks like shit. If you if you didn't if you didn't grow up, you know, playing that game, it it just looks like trash, and I get it. But yeah, the PS SNES, the PS One, it's 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 just weird how there was a paradigm shift where JRPGs <laughs> were like were king, you know, on Nintendo and PlayStation, you know, before Xbox was a thing or whatever. I agree. But no, I, I agree. I do miss those days. I do agree. Like, <laughs> see, and like. I, I feel like the first person shooter thing was I got so enamored to it so early because like I had a PS2 with Grand Theft Auto and it was like shortly a couple years after that. I don't remember exactly the years that everything released, 
but I'm just like, you know, I think it was like within a couple years after that, I went to my cousin's house and he had just gotten an Xbox with Halo Combat Evolved, like right when that oh, came God. out. Exactly. And and dude, the first time I played that <laughs> game, I was like, this is in incredible like i bothered my parents yeah. so much to get an xbox oh, yeah. after that so i could have halo because i just wanted to play halo i was like this game is the coolest thing i've ever played and then from the xbox know, it, it, it's crazy to think that like you know xbox had that era of just online you know being the online kings essentially and halo just being this fucking incredible thing like what happened to halo god damn it like what happened uh, it was uh, you know like i always say like my favorite halo to play online was during the xbox 360 days during halo 3 time like i don't think there's a lot of people that would disagree with me saying that for multiplayer games the 360 was like the golden age of multiplayer games absolutely like, if there yeah. was an advertisement for a video game on tv it had an xbox 360 symbol on it and that's what it was like everybody was talking about xbox live like that's what everybody was talking about all the time and that's where yeah, I the infrastructure didn't even come until way later i think on ps3 like well yeah like they, years later yep they had the psn and i had a ps3 through all of that and i played my games online on ps3 and i will never forget the entire month that me and my friends had to, who had ps3s had to sit and play games offline because the psn network got hacked and was shut down for an entire month I remember that too. Yep, I will never forget that, dude. I, I had a PS3, and that was during... I want to say that was during Black Ops, the OG Black Ops time. Like, right after that came out, there had been already some DLCs out for it and stuff, and we had to sit for an entire month and not play Call of Duty online. It sucked. Right. Yeah, there was a um, lot of lot of weird things for PlayStation going on um, with the pricing of the PS3, with it being hard to develop games on because they had the uh what was it called the the cell yep. the cell cpu that they use yep. games were so hard um skyrim at launch on the was... ps3 was the biggest piece of shit yep like i know <laughs> i know bethesda games are buggy but we're talking about like unplayable levels of just shit yeah on, on the ps3 on ps3 it was rough because when skyrim first came out we were all super hyped for it because you know all the homies and myself included were all oblivion fans we just you know we all play oblivion and so when skyrim came out on the ps3 uh my homie michael got it first and uh i will never forget seeing some of the glitches of that shit like it was so rough dude and then you know as most bethesda games do they for somehow slowly get better and I remember putting hours in on the PS3 because eventually at one point near the end of the PS3's life cycle, that game played pretty smooth, but it took them a fucking while, dude. It took them a while. Oh yeah. A lot of games got really good once people, you know, figured out how to finally develop for it because, you know, to Sony's defense, that thing kind of was ahead of the, ahead of its time, oh, yeah. but that was, that was also its problem. And it's, you know, <laughs> kind of slow start is no one know how to fucking no one knew how to use the damn thing. No one knew how to program for it or anything. It, it was its own architecture. And um, yeah, man, it, it was really, really rough there, you know, and slow going for the PS3. They, I, If it wasn't for the Red Ring of Death, I don't know if Sony would have recovered. You know, it was kind yeah. of like Xbox yeah. had their problems. Sony had their problems. Dude. But yeah, man, what a, what a weird time in gaming. But I loved how competitive gaming was in that era. Yep, I agree with you. Like the PS3, to be honest, had... It's in my, it, 
had some of my top games of all time. Number like it's in my top five. I couldn't put a number on it to be honest. But the infamous games. I don't know if anybody else besides myself played those. Oh yeah, I love those I, games. I, one and two on the PS3. I played those games more times than I can count. Both of those games were so much fun. You could be evil. You could be good. There was a range of different powers in the second one. There was a, an ability where you were like, essentially, you could become a neon person and just run up the side of buildings. and le- It was one of the most... It was like prototype on crack. It was so good. It was one of the yeah, best games I've ever Yeah, I think the first one played. was a launch game, wasn't it? Yeah, the first, one. the first one was a launch game, and that's what made me want to get a PS3, is I remember going into Walmart back when they had those things that would break your neck because you're looking up trying to ah. play the demo. <laughs> right, right, right. right. And I played Infamous I in the store for like 30 minutes while my mom was shopping. I was like, you can just leave me here. I'm going to try this. And I sat and played that yep. demo for 30 minutes. I was like, this is the coolest shit I have ever played in my fucking life i need this game and so as soon as i got a ps3 that was the first game i bought i remember that distinctly with my ps3 that was the first game i bought was infamous and then when they came out with infamous 2 i had that shit right away as well because that game was those games were fire and i it like i want a ps5 really bad because i really want to play spider-man 2 i've all the gameplay clips I've seen, the game looks incredible. It looks like a ton of fun. They added some new cool features, which add a challenge to the game where you can turn off your swinging assistance. So it doesn't guide you away from buildings and the ground and stuff. So if you are not careful, you can swing right into a fucking building and like die. Interesting, man. Those games are such a joy. I think um, those are some of the some of the few games that I actually, you know, trophy hunted and 100 percented just because it was just so much fun to do so and they just they push you in the direction to be a completionist on accident like it's it's just so much fun yeah the first spider-man game the the 2018 spider-man i have that i i have the ps plus stuff for my playstation 4 so i can download that and ghost of tushima when i want to because ghost tushima is goaded um Oh but, good. Um, but uh, Spider Man, I bought it. I bought it again on. I bought it on Steam so I could have the Spider Man remastered on my on my computer because it that game is just so good. I could play that game for hours. Like it is so much fun to swing around that map and beat the shit out. Yeah, of just trouble. swinging around, <laughs> man. It's such a joy. I can't believe how much fun it is. Just just swinging. Yeah, like it made me. I don't know if you guys remember on PlayStation Two the OG Spider Man Two, and they had. Oh uh, hell yeah! Yeah, they had what's his face. I forget that guy's name. Do the announcing where he was like a narrator for the game, and he like talked you through some of the tutorials, and he would like narrate some stuff that would happen i forget what that guy's name is he's a pretty famous actor but i played that spider-man 2 game so many times fighting doc ock and the alien threat when they come in like i played that game so many times it was so well done for a playstation 2 game the first spider-man game you could run around on the street and then swing off the street and swing off of buildings and shit that was incredible for its time and so the moment I played that Spider-Man 2018, I was like, this is it. This is the Spider-Man game I was waiting for. Uh, yeah. 4,218 PS2 games. 4,000? I just did a quick I knew it was not that YouTube video. I didn't see any backwards compatibility games on there either, because remember the PS2 was backwards compatible. So that even increases the library bigger. Oh, yeah, I knew it was shit. something ridiculous. I, I knew that's, it was one, that's all one of the largest US, or the Europe, biggest. 
and Japan, 4,218. I did see Game Radar posted an article where in 2011, this guy found, this guy found, or this guy had a comprehensive sealed collection of over 1800. Oh my god! But I don't know if that was just U.S. games. A sealed Jesus collection Christ. of eighteen hundred. God, that's yeah, worth some they money. Were all sealed. He's rich. And they, but and then even then on there, it and this was in two thousand eleven. It said they're still currently producing PS2 games, so this collection is not complete. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's another uh, fact I was going to say. Like like Just Dance. <laughs> I was I was talking to Chow about this in his chat, but we were talking about Wii and Wii U games and how. Basically, every single Wii U port kind of had like, uh, or, well, not every single Wii U game, but more Wii games were released during the Wii U era than Wii U games because the Wii was so popular that yep. they basically gave it more support than the Wii U. Uh, so that's funny that you say that because like Just Dance has has continually been released on Wii even to this day and PS2 just because so many fucking people had them. It's it's incredible. That's crazy yeah. that they're yeah. still releasing those on those consoles. I want to know what it looks like on an OG PS2. I want to know what a brand new Just Dance looks like on a PlayStation 2. That I am seriously curious about. Like, I guess it is right. just video, mostly, right? Like, it's just video. Right. So, I guess it wouldn't be the worst thing. I just, oh my god, that just is, that's hilarious to me. That's crazy. That's super crazy. But that's yeah, cool. that's an almost twelve-hour video that I posted up in the in the in the notes. Okay, yeah, I'll check. I'll check that out. That's that's nuts. Yeah, I didn't realize there was that many games, but yeah, my my plan is eventually to get a PS5 just because there are games that are going to come out on PS5. Like, I've in my opinion, Sony would be dumb not to eventually release another game in the Uncharted series or something along that, even if it's a spinoff or a new thing. I, those games are another in my top five. I've played all the Uncharted games, and I love them dearly. Dearly. I believe those were released on Steam not long ago. Oh. Uh, right? Might have to check that so. out. Because the first ones would play really good on my PC. Even probably the yeah, last sure. fourth one would play pretty decent on my PC, actually. But um, yeah. the uh, the Uncharted games are another one that I just I fell in love with those games. I love I love the way they feel. I love running up and punching people in those games. the The impacts are great on that game. Um, yeah, they they are a ton of fun. Yeah. and I I really hope Sony does continue to release games on PC. That's the only thing that's really stopped me from getting a PS Five. Is I'm like, well, it seems like seems like they're starting to slowly release all these games so maybe i'll just kind of pump the brakes a little bit and you know see how far this goes mm -hmm. there was rumors that maybe playstation might have been working on its own pc launcher of some sort but yeah it's actually they they it's gonna happen it's just a matter of time i think because they've they've already you know drip you know they've drawn up the plan to do it it's just a matter of executing it because they they need I think Horizon Zero Dawn was one of the first ones they released on PC and it blew their expectations away and Steam has like a 30% fee so yeah of course Sony's going to want in you know 
all the money on all the, all that profit not yeah. you know not have to give steam 30 percent. So, and it wouldn't know. surprise me if they really went for it now that the abk deal closed because they're gonna lose a chunk of profit with the call of duty thing changing after the contract's over like they're not going to lose all the profit but they're definitely going to lose a chunk of it from from that because they're not going to get as much i'm sure oh yeah their marketing deals are going to be fucked i mean if you see any modern warfare 3 commercial it's you know it's got sony symbols and marketing all over it so you know that that does drive console sales whether people want to believe it or not oh no it 100 percent does it, it like most it's like 46 percent of call of duty's player base is on playstation so um it's it's gonna have a huge effect on their on their bottom line oh, so it wouldn't time. surprise me yeah, if they get a pc launcher out fat sooner rather than later just so that they can recoup that cash Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that they could be making hundreds of millions of dollars more just by doing that on, on each game. So yeah, I, I definitely see that happening sooner than later. We lost Mad Dog for a second. Oh, he's back. Okay. I yeah, I meant to mute my mic and I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but um, I think that's pretty much everything I got on video games, unless anybody's got any other interesting news to add. Uh, yeah, I have a couple things. Okay, yeah, uh, go for it, Joe. There's rumors that Baldur's Gate should be coming to Xbox December 6th, is is what sources are saying. Um, of course, that's not that's not confirmed by Larian or anything, but um, that's that seems to be the general consensus. Is Wednesday, December 6th, is what they're shooting for. Um, the few games leaving or that left game pass like i said uh persona 5 mm-hmm. was the biggest one um I, but also persona 5 tactica is coming november 17th i found that a little bit strange that they're removing the mainline game and adding the spinoff but it is what it is um other than that alan wake um it's supposed to be getting a pretty hefty update um for xbox PS5 and PC. Um, Improvements to image quality on console and performance mode on Xbox Series X. So that'll be good. Okay. Also, there's some audio stuff too. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it kind of had some graphical issues on Xbox and um, PC, maybe. I can't remember, Mm -hmm. but that's supposed to be getting fixed. So that'll be nice. Okay. Um, Starfield. Yeah, Starfield is getting a big chunky update. Um, it'll be coming to PC first through the Steam beta. Through the Steam beta, um, with it comes NVIDIA DLSS. I was just gonna say, what's um, DLSS? Yeah, yeah, and display and HD controls and other optimizations. Um, honestly, the <laughs> the the DLSS has kind of been patched by the community already so they probably should have focused more on the consoles for this one because consoles are amd based so fsr3 is coming later after this patch yeah so that seems that seems a little goofy to me to to fix what's already been fixed on pc they should be um optimizing console first in my opinion but it's it's good to see them you know still supporting one way or another so yeah i did see i did hear that they they said something about they promised something like five years of dedicated support for starfield so who knows if it'll go longer than that i'm sure yeah who knows who knows if that if they'll stick to that or not it's it's good to see that they are still supporting it uh you know well after launch and it's just 
I, I, I wish they would just focus on other things first. I definitely um, before I, DLSS. I just watched a video. Um, short shout out to one of my other favorite YouTube dudes, uh, Mr. Matty Plays. He uh, just released a video. I think it was like in the last couple days of you know some updates about Starfield, and he was talking about how you know it's still in the top ten most played on Xbox right now. So they definitely got to be seeing those numbers. So I hope they keep going with the supports. Like I was excited to see that they added the FOV slider. Um, finally, I did hop in for a second to check that out, and it definitely makes the game look better to me. Um, I'm ex I'm interested to see what that FSR update is going to do, and I. It's yeah, I think that's I think that's much needed, honestly. FSR is pretty amazing, honestly. Uh, DLSS and FSR are just great yeah, well, AI upscalers, and and they're they're needed in this game. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think, I think they, I think they'll definitely, in like most most Bethesda games, over 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 the next couple years, by by, it'll be fine. It'll run. It'll run like <laughs> it should have, when it like it should have when it came out yeah absolutely um it, it's it's not looking like we're gonna get any kind of uh anything chunkier than that um i i really wish they would have worked more on maps uh you know pre-launch that i i can't believe that that wasn't in the game and yeah. i expected it to be in the game by now i i just find it so clunky getting around any of the towns and it, it's very frustrating so it's a little sad to see that that's not in the game yet, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, Maddie, they're expected, from what I understand. Yeah, Maddie, two thousand twenty-four or something like that. That's what Maddie said. Maddie said we'll probably get some of those bigger updates later after we <laughs> after we get into the uh, get into the meat of it. Really, they're going to start giving those bigger features um, in like that, like the map and stuff. They'll need to work them up, which. <laughs> I mean, there's a decent, like um, the other day or, or the last time I played, I found a settlement that I didn't even know existed. It's not like a big city by any means, but it had like a general store and like missions to do and stuff. I didn't even know it existed. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I, you know, it's stuff like that. There, there's probably some more settlements. They're going to have to make a decent amount of maps for it, at least. So I'm expecting that one to take a little bit of time just because of how many different maps are going to have to make. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they got they got some work to do to say the least. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, glad to see them supporting it and making the promises. Hopefully, mm -hmm. they hold true. But all I, I know so is that this shit is not going to fly with the Elder Scrolls Six. So hopefully, they yeah. they kind of learn their lessons. And yeah. I want them to not go. You, so you know big. my you know my feelings on the creation engine. Mm -hmm. But you know if they choose to go that route, that's their prerogative. But I I really don't think they should. I I really think Starfield was held back by the creation engine. I really, really hope they move on from it. They probably won't, but you know, here's mm -hmm. here's me <laughs> wishing in one hand and shitting in the other, I guess. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I hope they don't go as big with Elder Scrolls, only because that I, 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 it could hurt the game more than it could help the game. Yeah, and the problem is, is you know, the engine was ahead of its time at one point in its life. And the problem is, is all these young developers, you know, they're not learning on the creation engine. All the people that, you know, did all these great games, you know, Morrowind, Skyrim, they're not there, you know, they're, they're directors, but they're not, they're not doing the brunt of it. They're not doing the, the low level coding jobs like this, this, they're, they're all, they're all working on Unreal is, you know, mm -hmm. or 
the other big ones you, you know it's it's not the creation engine and i feel like that's just another reason that it it it, it just holds them back not so so much that it's like oh it's trash it's just people don't know how to use it man no i 100 percent agree with you um i it would be interesting to see uh bethesda make a game and their style with an unreal engine it would be very yeah yeah and a lot of people say like would it be a bethesda game anymore but i'm like yeah it would i mean they could easily put their bethesda touch onto it It doesn't matter what Mm -hmm. engine i mean it's better than being known for bugs and bad performance and this and that like just put it into an engine that performs properly that's all i'm I'm not asking a lot you know just just make the game perform to a level that other games it's not it's okay to be held to a an an industry standard when you are as big as you are and i think people are just getting a little frustrated that they're not moving forward and progressing they're just kind of like falling behind and it's not to say that starfield is a bad game but man i feel like it's really really held back Uh, well i'm just interested i i'm interested to see how their style of an engine would translate into unreal engine 5 because i like i don't know i'm no developer by any means but it would be interesting to talk to someone and pick their brain who knows both of those engines at least in a depth to be able to explain like you know how the creation engine has all of these different aspects of so many things can be moved around picked up and they all have their own kind of physics and so and, I'm, I'm interested to see how that would translate over into unreal engine 5. i almost feel like and this is just my opinion i'm just an armchair developer you know so to speak but in my opinion i feel like i feel like they'd be better off using unreal engine 4. there's so much bullshit going into unreal engine 5 and i don't know if you guys have noticed but aside from fortnite any new game released and unreal engine 5 has performance issues it has mm-hmm. just problems all around especially because on all console these... yeah mm-hmm. it will pc too man like some of the requirements to run some of these games that are in unreal engine 5 it's, it's ridiculous you have to upgrade your pc to play some of these games it's nuts yeah so so that's why i come back to like unreal unreal engine 4 it's it doesn't have you know nanite and you know all this bullshit and you know mm-hmm. it, it, i think skyrim or, or i'm sorry elder scroll 6 would, would would just be fine in unreal engine 4 it looks great to me still i think i think they could make something awesome with a well optimized well rounded you know something that runs on everyone's machines they wouldn't have a lot of obstacles everyone knows how to use it already I mean, look at uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I mean, that's an Unreal Engine 4, and that looks hyper-realistic to me. I think yeah. they could do great things in that I think, engine. I think, well, the the other thing is they did already confirm that the new Elder Scrolls will be exclusive to PC and Xbox. So I don't know if that's going to change the way they can develop for it or not. You know, they can really focus on one machine and making it run on one console and then PCs more so than worrying about uh, how it will play on a PlayStation as well. Absolutely, it, yeah. yeah. It'll definitely help not having you know more than one machine, and and I think that's also something that helped Starfield release when it did. I feel like if Starfield was developed on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, I feel like we would have seen a way worse launch than what we did. So I think it was in Bethesda's best interest. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying to be bought by Xbox because I think they, I think Todd Howard even came forward and said, "Hey, this actually 
made it way easier, you know, with the problems that we were having, just focusing on one box as opposed to multiple platforms. Mm -hmm. No, I, and as much as it sucks for the people who, you know, for the people who can't afford to play on all consoles and just have a PS5, you know, it sucks, but it is beneficial to the development team, like you said, because they can just focus on making it run on those consoles, you know, and something that you wanted to talk about before we switch off of video games this is a good, you know, place to segment into it actually is you know, uh, the Series S, you know, being at such a skew that it is like such a low uh, hardware that it is, you know, there's a lot of talk amongst uh, the gaming community that it is possibly holding back the generation. Um, absolutely and and like i said i love my series s it's a beautiful little machine i love the design it's really great it's really great what it does i mean you can even play overwatch and high frame rates if you have the monitor and stuff certain esports titles will run great but it's just like with the Baldur's three thing um you know there's going to be no split screen co-op on that you know that's one of the first games that you know will break cadence from you know the series x so, you know, it, 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 we're already kind of seeing the signs this late in the generation. So, mm -hmm. um, but more interesting, the Series S is the better seller. So it leaves Xbox in this weird position of, you know, do we go for the more powerful one or do we just go headfirst into this, you know, lower end console? Yeah. It's, it's kind of a weird, a weird position to be in when, you know, something like 70% of your market is the series s but people are saying hey this is holding back the generation so it's just a really weird situation yeah. to be in i feel like i mean i know that phil spencer like every time you see him talk about it and in, in, in any interview he essentially insists that they're going going to try to make you know try to have something for everyone is what it sounds like so I don't really know what's going to happen there. Like, I'm very curious to see what they're going to decide with, um, between, uh, between that or, you know, continuing to make a new console. And also I'm curious to see what their answer is going to be to this mid gen refresh from Sony, because, you know, they did kind of refresh the series S and give it that one terabyte black model, but it's exactly the same console with more memory and it's just painted a different color. You know, there's... I think we saw in the leaks, uh, I think we saw like a cylinder looking series mm -hmm. S didn't we? And those, it was a, those it was a, a series X. Ago? It was a cylinder series X with no disc right, drive. Right. Um, it, th th that was the big thing is they were taking the disc drive out of it. And a lot of people were right. seriously curious because they were charging the same amount of money. So yeah, but it also has two terabytes mm -hmm. built into it or something like that. And yep. then it has like a faster USB-C for, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll... I mean, it, it's definitely a refresh. It's probably going to be smaller too, but I don't think it's like a pro model by any means. I think they're both basically just the slim models, but maybe the pro model will come later. Who knows? Well, see, that's the thing is I, I hear a lot of people say that they don't even think we'll get a pro model um I yeah we they, might not this generation yeah, man i don't know that it's in their best generation i don't know that it's in their best interest to do so i mm -hmm. mean with with chip shortages and this and that i mean i i think they both just want to be done making consoles if they had a choice in the matter and just sell their software to people i mean i could see that future i just yeah. i also feel like the the executives at sony 
the old school execs, I don't know if they would let that happen. Like they're they're so about the exclusive stuff with Sony, I feel like like with the PlayStation and like the whole marketing behind PlayStation, I feel like it would be hard for PlayStation to let that go. Well, oh, absolutely. Okay. It won't happen anytime soon, that's for sure. No, 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 no. No. In fact, I was thinking I mean, I think it it could. Let, let's think about Sony's history. Uh their first actual like commercial product that they sold was a rice cooker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've been in the electronics right. game for forever. Right, right. Now again, the the gaming side of Sony does bring in like almost 26 billion dollars in fucking revenue every year. So, I don't see them I don't see them getting rid of it, but I maybe, who knows. Well, I don't see them no, getting, rid, getting, that's, that's getting rid of it. That's not what we mean like yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. But the thing is is they they make these things at a loss. They when they manufacture a console, that's why we get such good prices on them. Nintendo is the only ones that actually make a profit on their consoles. I mean, a fucking Greedy Nintendo bastards. Switch being three hundred dollars is is not a good deal. Let's be real. Um, but yeah, they they it's not until probably about now when the refreshes start happening that they break even on these things. So I, I mean, it's kind of a toss up. I mean, Sony is ahead of the game, but like. When you think in the grand scheme of things, if there could be one universal platform where they could release every bit of their software on on every Nintendo and every Xbox or or just platforms didn't exist and it was just this one big universal one, they make all their money off of software anyway. You know what I mean? That's where they that's where they recoup the money on on hardware losses is through software. So right. I, I mean I can see it happening. Good. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Well, it'll be. I feel like it'll be a while before we'll see. I think Xbox will be one of the first ones to do mm-hmm. it, just with the whole Game Pass model. I mean, it, and those leaks were very telling. I mean, that they're very, they were very upfront with what their plans were. They want everyone on a PC. They they're Microsoft. They they own Microsoft Windows. If they could yeah. just, if they can just take that market where there's more people that have a PC than there's people that have an Xbox. Let's be real. There's 30 million Xbox users. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of millions of people with a windows machine. Everyone runs windows. If you have a PC, you're running windows. So they want to integrate that. And I can't say that I blame them. And the subscription model will either be, you know, it'll either be the death of physical gaming as we know it, or it just, it won't happen anytime soon. Maybe it's ahead of its time. Maybe Xbox is pulling the trigger a little too soon here. I mean, only time will tell well, on that matter, I guess. I do have to say, though, I do have to say, I do have the picture on my phone. Um, in the month of September, um, Starfield was number one for physical sales in the United States. Physical and digital sales. Right. So, I mean, that's pretty telling. It came out day one on Game Pass, and it was out day one on Game Pass, but it still sold more than any other game in the United States, physical and digital. So Right, but I also read something um, that was linked to that, that's, um, be, like, if, let, let's say that you played it on Game Pass, you can also purchase, like I did, you can purchase the digital upgrade. Mm-hmm. And so they were including that in the sales of oh, the game, okay. like, technically you bought the digital deluxe version for $30. So that was also included in that. Okay, so I'd like to see then what the full numbers would be. What the the actual breakdown would Mm -hmm. be from... 
between who, the two. Who started with Game Pass and who started with the digital? Pass. Yeah, between the two. Or physical box. Uh, yeah. Right, right. I think I think Steam sales were pretty telling. I mean, it did sell really well on Steam. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I mean, so I mean, it it it, it did sell it did sell well outside of Game Pass. There's no no denying that Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, there's. I mean, like I just I think I like the Game Pass model just because it's allowed me to try a lot of games. But I also see the threat to people who like to collect physical stuff. I mean, I stopped collecting physical copies of games a while ago. I have physical copies of games for the Switch because of the way the Switch works with the cartridges and it just doesn't hold a lot of memory base as it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I for my Xbox and everything, I've switched to pretty much all digital. Like, if I can get it digital, that's how I get it just because it just makes me yeah. easier. As a PC gamer, like, I, I don't have a choice between mm-hmm. physical or, you know, like, I have no problem with digital. It's just my problem is with game pass specifically like if that's the future like my problem is not digital but just not even being able to you know have access to those games unless i'm paying that subscription fee if that's my only choice then then i'm outie basically yeah no and i and i don't want them to do that either i want it to be so that you can choose i don't want them to go entirely only game pass because that would just throw me off i like to be able to buy games and own them because there are there are certain games that i can play offline and just because i game share i do have a way that i can play games on a low internet connection when my internet's out at my house and i just hotspot my phone you know what I mean? And I'll play like a game that's not an online game and play it by myself. So I like to be able to own my games. I mean, it still requires an internet connection, but if I were to ever switch it, like I, I still like to own that shit because stuff does leave game pass. Like we just talked about persona leaving game pass. Things are going to, absolutely. You know, yeah. It's are on a constant rotation. Yep. Things are going to come and go. So I don't, I don't like that. I don't like to be able to buy games and I'm sure, you know, for the developer wise, they'll probably keep that as much as they can, but I'm interested. I'm, I'm just interested to see what moves they are going to make. Like none of us know for sure. Cause I'm sure it's all classified <laughs> eternal stuff, but so, we'll see what happens. I really feel like what they should focus on instead on, you know, putting all this money into the third parties because it, you know, it was very telling that they, they're putting billions and billions just into these third party games. I'm like, man, you guys are sitting on so much IP. You could be saving so much money and just filling the whole mm-hmm. catalog with first party titles. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, like some of they... the, some of the costs that I was seeing on some of these games, I'm like, oh my God, the cost, the, the amount of money that they're paying to keep some of these games on Game Pass is three times the amount of of the game was costed to develop it. They could have developed three <laughs> games with that cost to keep yeah. certain games on there, and it, it just blows my mind. Like, and I know that it's integral to the to the success of Game Pass right now, but holy fuck, man, they are just burning some cash, and they're sitting on some golden IPs yeah, that dude. they could be bringing back to the dead, yep. or bringing back from the dead rather. Yep, instead of having someone else develop, they can be making so many cool games and releasing so many things that would sell gangbusters. A new banjo game, a new Guitar Hero game, a new Tony. Oh, Guitar Hero. That's a what I was going to say. When we're talking about PS2, yeah. man. I, pl- I pay- played more Guitar Hero on PS2 than any other game on PS2, probably. Yeah, that's a, like the list of IPs that they got with the ABK acquisition is bonkers bonkers absolutely and same thing with but and same thing with bethesda like bethesda is gonna be cooking their own thing but they need to be focusing on stuff that is dormant and putting people like you know why don't you like 
sure maybe that's bethesda's call at the same time but microsoft owns them why don't you have someone working on a new fallout game yeah like take take our money already right yeah why don't you have someone working on a new fallout game why don't you have someone like i said just said why don't you have someone working on a new tony hawk game there's so many different things that you could do right now with all the studios that you have but they're or revive that one game that platinum games was working on um that was scale bound uh Scalebound. Yep. Oh my god, that game looks sick. Yeah, there's so many things they could do, but I yeah, I question what they're doing too. It's it's weird. I think I think both of I think I think both of the uh, major game corporations right now are making some weird choices. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. The gaming industry is a little bit whack right now, but I mean, uh... we've gotten a lot of great games this year. No ifs ands or buts about it. There's been some bangers this year, but it's been a strange year also in gaming. So We've also had some of the worst games in history this year too. Yeah, it's been a, <laughs> literally. It's been a strange. It's been a strange. We've gotten what there was that Lord of the Rings Golem game, which was one of the worst games. Oh my god! It was the yeah. worst game until Kong Skull Island came out, and then that's now the worst game of the year. Serious. Yeah. So it's been a strange year for games for sure. Um, but uh, I want to jump into the sports thing because I was just uh, reminded of something that Steven said right before we started that I wanted to talk about some big news in, didn't you say that was NBA? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah big NBA. news in the NBA. They're going to stop um, testing for marijuana. Hell yeah. I think in a, sense. In, in a, a sense, in a sense, what do you mean? In a sense? Sorry. Like oh, don't oh. ask, don't tell or what? No, 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 no. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So the reason <laughs> I kind of, I went real quiet, like you guys kind of take the show that time is I was doing some reading up on it. Um, first off, I'm going to, as we all, live in states that are both medical and recreational now uh-huh. right take into account that uh thc so that means well no thc is legal in 73.3 percent of the states that have mba teams including both medicinal and recreational use so that was just an interesting stat that popped up that just gives me an idea as to the overwhelming amount of recreationalization that's happening throughout the throughout this country again it's a long yeah, time shit needs to happen on a federal level already and just get it over with we, we've outnumbered you at this point like just just we, let it happen yeah it, we can at this point do what the states are doing regulate it like alcohol mm-hmm. it's super like it, it's simple it's so uh, overdue at this point right right so it's this is the results too and this is actually really interesting that it we're all just now hearing about it uh, I think the first time I saw it was just what yesterday, yesterday. So November fourth, uh, according to the new seven-year uh, collective bargaining agreement between the players, so the MBPA and the NBA itself, mm-hmm. uh, took effect on July first. So this has been this has been out for a few months. Uh, it's going to yeah. run through. It's going to run through the twenty twenty or the twenty thirty season. Oh. Two big, two big changes on it. Uh, cannabis-related changes uh, have been. Just hold on, I'm trying to reread it, and make sure. Uh, that marijuana has been removed from the banned substance list, and they now players now have the ability to invest in companies that sell CBD and marijuana. Uh, basically, they couldn't do that before, and beforehand, if they tested positive at any point, it's twenty-five thousand dollar fine. That's awesome. Um, well, the first, t- first time was a counseling program. The second time was a $25,000 fine. Third time was a f- five-game suspension without pay. Damn. 
changing it now, basically they can use it as long as they're not using it in an official during official capacity. So if they're not using it at the game. Okay. If they're if it's suspected they're using it at the game, they have to submit to testing and then they go in front of basically a committee to find out kind of what they have to do. Is it gonna be is it gonna be a program? Is it we're gonna keep testing you to make sure? Is it there's different steps, but it's not an immediate fine. Okay. Um if they fail to they fail to comply with the program within five days, they catch a they catch a ten thousand dollar fine. Then if they fail within eight days, they get another ten thousand dollar fine, and then after that, the fine starts stacking. But if you've been told to do something, come on, just fucking do it. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, they, they they join a long list. So in twenty sixteen, the NHL got rid of it. Uh, the MLB got rid of it. So baseball got rid of it in twenty nineteen. Um, same thing. Personal time. They appear under the influence at practice meetings, any kind of official capacity, then they're in trouble. And the NFL modified it to where they can use it during the off season, but once they're on, once they're on the clock for the kind of the first time, they they have to stop. Okay. So. Yeah, and I know um, that I think the UFC also got rid of their ban on marijuana. I. I could I could see that with one of their one of the biggest draws. So one of the biggest reasons I've ever watched a fight is not because of who's fighting, because I fucking love Joe Rogan and Dana White. Oh yeah, I fucking love them. And Joe Rogan is the biggest supporter of legalization. Oh yeah, like hands down. So I can imagine the UFC did. Yeah, so that happened back in July. Um, that being said, players still have to abide by the WADA rules. So when they're playing uh, international, such as the Olympics or mm-hmm. the World Championships, they have to apply by those rules. And yes, yeah, big changes is... in the NBA as far as as far as something that is not a performance enhancing drug. In fact, and yes, the UFC is on performance that. decreasing drug. The UFC is on that list. They don't. They do not punish players for testing positive cool. for marijuana, Good. especially yeah, especially in those physical games where, okay, basketball is not super contacting, but you want to tell me running up and down a floor for an hour doesn't hurt when you're putting <laughs> yeah. four 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 times your body weight on on your knee every time you're jogging, and it's like ten times your body weight when you're running. Agreed. Um, I mean, just about any sport in this in this day and age, just for player, for player health and mental health and everything like that, like help them deal with pain and the shit that they get. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit anymore? Yeah, it's just some pot. Yeah, um, real, real. Let's see, um, Kyle, I know you sent me that huge list of movies and TV that you want to talk about. Oh uh, yeah, anything to add in the sports yeah. in the sports scene, Kyle? Oh, oh yeah, hockey guy, Mr. Hockey Guy. Let's hear it. Um something came up. I haven't looked too far into it, but apparently there's some more uh sexual assault allegations coming to the Chicago Blackhawks from 2010. Uh, so they are uh yeah, they are a shit show. <laughs> um other than that, nothing that I can think of for hockey. Okay. Um leaves are terrible, so 
<laughs> I was going to say, I saw a highlight play from one of the previous games, and this, I don't know, it looked like the Leafs had pulled the goalie and using five using five skaters, and this guy just got a breakaway and had an unassisted net. And the Leafs that was chasing him, once he got across the fucking center line, he just kind of stopped skating. Well, I mean, I would have too. <laughs> no, no. Play football. We hit that shit until it's dead. Go to the whistle stops. <laughs> you're not. You're not catching. That's okay. Joe, uh, yeah, oh. just. Uh, I was gonna just, say, uh, shitty Leafs defense. You know. Okay. That's what. It, that's what it looked like. It was the defensive. This guy just got past the defense. Um, Joe, I know you watch football more than I do. Yep. Anything interesting going on in the football? Uh, Schittsburg lost. Oh. <laughs> no, I haven't really been following it um, as closely as what I normally would. Um, the season pass is so fucking expensive, man. Like, we're talking like 300 fucking dollars or something, so. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I didn't get it this year. Um, I mean, there's other means of watching the games, but you know, it's just, I don't know, not watching it as, as closely as what I used to. I still love football, don't get me wrong, but just haven't been following it as closely. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, I haven't been following football as close either. Uh, I just have lost interest in it lately. Um. I've been watching, yeah. I pay attention to more fight stuff when I can and when I remember to watch stuff I always kind of forget when events are happening I'm pretty forgetful about that like I missed the yeah. uh, I missed the Francis Iganu and Tyson Fury fight and I finally watched it and sat down and watched it and I'm not gonna lie to you I kind of agree there's a lot of talk in amongst the fighting community Francis Iganu won that fight he won that fight and the only reason he didn't like you know, Brandon Schwab said it best. He goes, if you think that those old school judges who have been judging and boxing for decades are going to score a decision fight to a newcomer against a world champion who's supposed to defend his belt against, uh, I forget what his name is, here in the next couple months, you're out of your mind. Like, yes, Francis Iganu definitely won that fight in almost everybody's eyes. He knocked Tyson Fury on his ass. Like, he, he bullied him for fucking nine rounds like it was an incredible fight to watch and for someone who just got into the boxing league to take on the heavyweight world champion and essentially win you know like that's it, it, he did that well he, it was an incredible incredible show so i'm excited to see what Ngannou's career is going to look like after this i feel like he's going to go somewhere in boxing it's exciting to watch yeah. um uh but uh you know uh, that's about all the sports stuff I got right now. Everything's pretty slow for me. Snowboarding, the snowboarding stuff and is just really starting to pick up. So I'll have some more stuff on that later, but it's really just starting to pick up. So I haven't been seeing a whole lot of snowboarding come across uh, my X Games or Red Bull TV. I've seen, I've seen a couple new clips on Facebook. Nothing too crazy worthy. Um, it's a lot of really icy runs, really shitty runs. You can hear the snow underneath the snowboard just uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it's not it's not fun. Fucking TV. Yeah, dude, it sucks. Um oh. but let's hop into TV and movies because I know Kyle's got a pretty long list here, so let's bang this let's out. Hear it, Kyle, let's hear it. All right, let's do it. 
Um, let's go through all the delayed projects first. Uh, since the strike is still happening, I'll just run through those. Uh, the TV series The Penguin that will be delayed to fall 2024. Okay. Super sad. Uh, Creature Commandos has officially been delayed to 2025, which was kind of a big deal because James Gunn basically confirmed that that would be out before Superman Legacy. Um, and the rumor is the animation is not completed yet. Um, voice work is done though with that though, so that's nice. Um, depending on the strike, The Last of Us 2, or <laughs> season 2, I mean, uh, will begin production on early 2024, but again, depending on how the strike goes, they might be delaying that. Please don't um, do this to me. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully things get settled, so we'll see. Uh, do you guys watch the show Euphoria? I do not. No. Oh, okay. Well, it's like it's like a crazier, more dark version of Degrassi. If you guys remember that show from back in the day, yeah, that's uh, been delayed to 2025 because of some uh, potential casting issues with the death of Angus, Angus Cloud. He played oh, yeah. uh, Fez on that show. Yeah. And then there was another uh, member on that cast who doesn't want to portray the role anymore, I guess. So they're out. Um, I uh, It TV series Welcome to Dairy has been delayed to 2025. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a prequel, actually. I forgot to mention that. Okay. 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 Yeah. And that'll be a TV series. I forgot what site that'll be. I think it's Max, maybe. Um, okay. I think that's it for delays. Okay. Let's see. Netflix December 1st, they're bringing over eight DCEU movies, and seemingly it's the Joss Whedon <laughs> Justice League version. So uh, I don't know. I'd recommend watching Snyder's, but if you got four hours to kill, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Joss Whedon version, it's so terrible. I've watched both of them. At all costs. I've watched both of them. The Snyder version is better. It's the difference in when Superman comes back is crazy. Yeah, yeah it's much better <laughs> when course. Superman comes back in the Snyder. Um, Marvel's considering bringing back the new, or not new, but the original cast for a new Avengers movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, what? Say that again. New Avengers movie considering the original cast i mean i'm chalking that up to more as like no one's really dead so like maybe the new avengers movie will have some resurrections and we'll see the original cast in that way i don't see them just being like here's a new avengers movie and the original <laughs> cast that just seems weird and out of place yeah they gotta figure out a way i didn't get to read too much onto it is this uh so are we talking oh i guess we'll have to just wait and see but i'm hoping this is more mm -hmm. of a like, like secret a, wars well like a new phase into into this like maybe like i don't know i are we really is robert downey jr really coming back is he coming back because if he comes back i'm all in again okay he is oh, i think he was gonna come back anyways he is like, tony stark he is fucking like, tony secret stark. wars and then it's it's a superhero flick. Like no one's really dead. There's always a way to bring him back. Yeah. Like, Did I just he come out and say that he like wasn't going to do any more of those movies though? Like he he kind of just said he was done doing that. Well, he did say in an interview. That's true. He did say in an interview with Rogan, um, 
that he he would consider it. He kind of danced around it a little bit because, I mean, Joe Rogan said it best for me. Like he's like, dude, everybody would love it if you put the cape back on. Essentially, like no one's gonna be mad. Oh, absolutely. No but one's gonna be yeah. like this. He wants so many movies. <laughs> yeah, Boom. yeah. No, and I agree with you there. Like he's put in a ton of work with that, and maybe he's done with it. Maybe he wants to move on, which I can understand. Totally. But. If he moves on, pay him enough money. If he moves on, all I'm saying is that means that Iron Man does not come back. Don't you try to make another man fill his shoes because I will be disappointed. I know that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, there's a ton of rumors around Secret Wars too, and that's a whole rabbit hole. Like, there's already so many like basically confirmed cameos for that in Deadpool 3. I think the list is over 30 between the two, so it's disgusting. <laughs> It'll be interesting to watch. Um, Massive list. Well, that's sick. We'll have to see. Uh, the Marvels hits theaters November 10th. Okay. Okay. Monarch Legacy of Monsters premieres November 17th on Apple TV. Okay. The trailers are looking so good for that. I'm getting really excited for that. And then another trailer actually just dropped for uh, Godzilla Minus One. Um, tickets are available now as of November 3rd. Um, they had an early early fan access event that you can get tickets to, which is November 29th, a couple of days before the actual release date. So you can get a couple of days ahead of time. I'm going to have to watch a trailer because what the hell is Godzilla Minus One? Yeah, that's what it's, I was gonna it, say. Like, what the fuck is that? From, <laughs> it's from the original Japanese studio. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, th- these are like the OGs, kind of splicing the modernized look and feel to their version. So, okay, so, so if the OGs are making it. If Godzilla's arms move, I'm pissed. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it's not gonna be fucking uh, animatronics. <laughs> No, I'm uh, saying I want the fucking dinosaur doll walking through. Just, this. just animate it, animate it. He so looks the arms pretty similar. Oh. Oh, he looks pretty similar, but he definitely looks more of like the modern monster verse that we see with. Uh... Oh, they, they would have to. I'm just. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, but that also looks really good. Um, honestly, it looks like a goddamn horror movie. Uh, Godzilla minus one. Fuck yeah. Um, House of Dragon season two is set to premiere early summer, uh, and then A Knight of Seven Kingdoms: The Hedge Knight is a spinoff series revolved around Sir Duncan and the Tall and his squire Egg. Okay. Okay. And we're still waiting for the. Do they have any news on Snow? I haven't looked in on that one. I've seen teaser. Uh, I haven't seen anything new on it. Just that they want to do a you know that that spinoff with him. Yeah, that's that's um, interesting. I have to no, check sorry, those no. out. I have to check those out. I've never heard of either of those. So, I, I don't mind House of Dragon. I actually kind of liked season one. And if I were to compare that to Game of Thrones, I I honestly prefer House of Dragon. Okay. <laughs> I'm not yeah, a big Game yeah, of Thrones fan though. So, never watched Game of Thrones. So. Did, okay. Did you ever? Did you ever finish it? Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, I'm glad you. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, watch the whole thing. I, I I loved it until rough the last season. The first seasons are pretty good. You know, I, I liked all the different characters and sides of stuff, but I just I don't I think what I like or don't like is the actual authors 
<laughs> writing <laughs> just how people die and how things yeah. happen i just didn't like and don't think that that would actually happen um some other things here i don't know if you guys saw the trailer on uh discord but shogun premieres february on fx and hulu it's a limited series looks fucking fantastic okay check that out yeah, um, elf Elf is returning to theaters November 17th for its 20 year anniversary. Hell yeah. Might actually I thought it was weird it was November, but that actually seems pretty cool. Might actually <laughs> might actually consider going to a movie theater to watch that. That'd be fucking hilarious. Honestly. Yeah. Dude, I don't remember the last time I've been to a movie theater. Might be kind of fun. Oh, might be kind of fun, Joe. Maybe I love we, the maybe all four of us just go to Missoula and watch the Elf. Yeah, oh, that'd be, be sick. fun not not getting stoned the whole time and having to pee the whole time and missing part of the movie that'll be a blast <laughs> yeah i kind of see that's what makes me not want to go to the movie theater anymore is because of that Dude, inevitably exactly. i have to take the business i have to take the biggest uh, piss known to mankind like right in the middle of the fucking movie the whatever happened to intermission point. like give us back intermission and i'll go back to the movies oh intermissions would be cool i don't know i love theaters though I like I will do anything to go to a theater if I can. Seventeen dollar popcorn, yeah, man, sign me up. <laughs> it is expensive. I I don't care. No, I, I love theaters, dude. I I'm that guy, man. We we fill up the purse with fucking yep. a six yes. pack of Coca Cola, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> we definitely bring our own snacks, but you, I I always get popcorn. I have to. Yeah, I get popcorn. For sure. You have to have popcorn. Noelle's grandma is the worst, man. She'll uh. She'll do- <laughs> we used to go to this movie theater, right? And they would give you free refills on the popcorn, but she would demand the refill before the movie. She's like, I want my refill now. And they would always give it to her because she was just this, you know, loud old woman. They're like, okay, okay. <laughs> just take it. Go. Just take it. Going Hell to the yeah. movies when I was a kid with my friend's mom, who was Filipino, was always an adventure, dude. She's like, oh gosh. dude, she's bringing in Tupperware with food and plastic silverware, right. dog. Oh, like, yeah, in the <laughs> middle the of the movie theater, dude. She's like yeah. handing out sodas. It's out of her, dude. It was so funny every time, dude. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, Noelle's grandma be having like Wendy's burgers and shit. She's yeah, like, I got his cheeseburgers. Yeah, dude, that's the best. That's. That's great. Uh, Last thing is the Ghost of Tsushima script is completed and they are in heavy development. Yeah, the John Wick director is making that. Yes. Yep. Chad Stalski. There's a just quick plug. uh, There's a great interview with him on Rogan. It's one, I forget what episode number, but there's a great interview with him where they talk about all of the different things that he did for the john wick films if anybody's ever interested mm-hmm. in that but uh yeah i'm excited that he's making it because ghost of tushima deserves that really action-packed movie yeah it needs to be action-packed i hope it's good yeah i hope yeah it's and good it's like a good story too and it's gonna well should with the, the same director yeah like that game can definitely be crunched down into like a two two and a half hour action-packed movie where you follow along and the story makes sense mm-hmm. yeah like yeah 110 it can be that's kind of the problem with this era that we live in though is everything has to be a fucking tv show and like there should I know, I I, whatever TV happened shows. to movies what happened to movies yeah i know i i I'm like the least fan of TV shows. I love a good limited series. That's why I'm really stoked on Shogun. I was a huge fan of Chernobyl. Yeah. Uh, 
like any of those limited series or like breaking bad like they knew when to call it you know right right i was just uh talking to someone about um it's kind of an older show now but uh freaks and geeks it only ran for one season and it has so many big actors in it like where they first started like seth rogan and mm-hmm. uh what's the other fucking guy yeah but bunch of people like bunch of comedians that's where they got their start and it only ran for one season and it was so fucking good yeah yeah no so i good i do like the limited series stuff too and i do i do miss a good movie it's been a while since we've had just like some good ass normal ass movies yeah, even, even just a solo flick no sequel or anything just a damn good movie i do I mean, love like blame trilogies are my really, favorite but it's not really profitable to make movies anymore unfortunately i mean with the streaming yeah. age that we live in no one does go to the movies unfortunately so you know even if you make a good movie it's gonna bomb at the box office mm-hmm. yeah sadly i mean I, i'm sure they could figure out a system where they're you know releasing i mean this seems like they were releasing a lot of movies day one um like on hbo during the pandemic so but it mm-hmm. seems like HBO got most of the profit for that. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't yeah, Hollywood it. per se. Yep. And that's, you know, hopefully what we're going to get some re- resolve on here in the next coming months. But we'll see what the yep. studios <laughs> decide to do. Uh, after a dead did release a, a statement that they sent their counter offer uh, to the studios to see what they uh, rebuttal with this time, I guess. Okay. If I can find it. <clears throat> well, I mean, that I feel like movies like the early two thousands, and then that's kind of when you know when Netflix basically got introduced. That's when movies kind of started taking a shit. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Like I, yeah. like the last the last movies I remember being like actually excited to go see in the movie theater were like the event like the the first and the second, early marvel film yep the first and second phases of the avengers movies and um uh like you know i was a huge to be honest and i don't care how much flack i get for it i was a huge fan of fast and the furious up until the fifth like up after the fifth movie eh, like eh. but one through five you know, i love now so they're they're like they're like at I think they're at like nine 20? or ten, they're like like nine or ten. Yeah, I think they're ten. Yeah, but I was a fan of them up until like we got to the fifth movie. Like I said, the fifth movie is where I, that's like the last good one in my opinion. I like to imagine it just kind of ended after that. They all lived happily. Ever I like after a good their trilogy. Yeah, and a good I trilogy do... is always fine with me. And I agree with you. A good trilogy is good. Like. You know, I grew up watching uh, the old school classic action movies like uh, Lethal Weapon and Die Hard and, you know, all the all the good old shit. Die Hard was, a you know, the old the old three. That's a good action, fun, original three movies. And I a lot of people might not like the Hobbit movies, but I thought the way they did that in a trilogy was well done for a movie presentation. Um, I thought Absolutely. Like, yeah, I yeah. I watch those movies still. I enjoy I enjoy mm-hmm. watching those as much as I enjoy watching Lord of the Rings personally. Um, yeah, I think they made some weird choices with like the frame rate of the movies and stuff. Like I'm, yes. you know, 
call me a movie snob or whatever, but I think 24 frames per second is the only frame rate a movie should ever be shot in. No, I agree. That's... But other than that, they're, they're, they're fine. The movies are fine themselves. Just some weird creative decisions, I guess, were made in yeah, that's, those movies. That's 60 frames per second in the Hobbit movie is a little off-putting <laughs> at first, but the the yeah. scene where they're flowing down the river in the barrels and bouncing around is one of my favorites of any movie. Yeah. The, the CGI is so well done, the action is so good, and it makes you laugh while it's happening, because the dwarfs are just goddamn funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie at its core, for sure. Um, But yeah, like, I do enjoy a good trilogy. I hope that good movies make a comeback, you know, like... Um, I, but at the same time though, I do enjoy a good TV show. Like I feel like some things need TV shows. Like I heard that Disney is working with Christopher Poloni on making a TV show based on the Aragon books, which I'm personally really excited about. Oh, yeah. That was announced a while ago. Disney has a I'm probably not going to be too interested in it, man. Disney's so fucking out there nowadays. Yeah, Disney. Oh, I, I, I mean, I will have to give you that. You kind of turned me. I won't watch Disney. Yeah, Disney is pretty yeah. out there, but I'm going to give it a chance because I that is the one series of books that I have read multiple times. I have read them and listened to them now multiple times. I love those. Books. Yeah, man. I love those books so much. Like, I do too. I think that. I just hope they fucked up, man. Yeah, no. I think that if. If a a movie or TV show presentation was done right, that shit could rival Lord of the Rings for me. Like it's just the, yeah. the story is so it's so interesting and there's so much to it. But that's why I kind of want it to be a TV show because there is so much to it. Like just I don't care if there's episodes. Like just it don't cut out too much of the important shit. Well, knowing Disney, um, the lead character will probably be played by a you know, African-American lesbian or something. I mean, that's just, that's just the, the truth of the matter, you know? I mean, sorry to, yeah, sorry I, to come I, off as offensive potentially, but Disney is, is fucking out there, man. They, they, they are pandering to the wrong crowd. And there are it's, some uh, things, there are some things I don't agree with kind of disgusting, do for sure. Honestly. I like, you know, like there's some things that you just, I, there's some things that I always question when they do shit. I'm like, like, I just, I don't, why are we doing this consistently? Like it's Disney. Did you guys watch the new South Park episode? I think it pretty well sums it up. No, I haven't watched it yet. I've been saving snippets, but I I really need to watch it. Dude, it, it's it's a cultural event in my in my opinion. It it sums up our weird situation perfectly. South Park, yeah. Matt and Trey Parker, as they normally there. do. Matt and Trey Parker are legends at doing that. So, tell me, absolutely. tell me, you guys have seen their movies? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Baseball oh, is one of my favorite like movies ever. Orgasmo yeah. is one of my favorite movies ever. Dude, I fucking love those. <laughs> <laughs> They have so many good movies. Classic. And it's so funny because like this whole situation has just like it's already been low hanging fruit in Hollywood. They could have done they could have picked on Hollywood and what's going on so much earlier. But oh, man, it's just been an, a whole amalgamation in this episode of just everything that's transpired in the couple years and just how everything has changed. And it's so good. You guys, you have to watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Okay, I'll definitely have to check that out because I want. Uh, quick it's update good. for the SAG AFTRA. Okay. Uh, the AMPT 
AFP had previously warned the Actors Union that if a deal could not be reached by the end of this week, meaning this last week, uh, the networks, networks would have to cancel certain TV shows and there would be further delays in 2024 summer theatrical releases, which we kind of went over. Uh, late Friday is when they met and released a short message to uh, you know, everyone, Twitter and all that, that they would meet Saturday afternoon. So we might actually get an update today or tomorrow on where that uh, counteroffer uh, led us. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting to see. Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hopefully they get that exactly. figured out. Um, yeah, I'm tired of these delays. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it though for all the stuff that. Anyone I know what's going on? Like the the whole writer strike. What's going on with that? Does anyone know? Uh, we went over it. Uh, I think last episode they settled on one deal, but there's it's technically like three entities. You have like the writers, the actors, and then like video games. I think is coming up next. Yeah. Like all the voice acting uh, and stuff, and then the situation man yeah and the article that i pulled up for that podcast episode i forget the name of it um but they listed you know like this isn't just going to develop like big numbers or like big companies but like all the voice acting companies too like that's a huge huge market that's going to be affected if they don't settle on a deal that is beneficial for humans (laughs) yeah yeah it is it is important unfortunately because just feeding ai you know all this creative ip you know definitely isn't good anybody yeah and scarlett johansson actually just uh she put in a lawsuit for uh some ad that is using her likeness and voice and all that uh so she's trying to yeah she's trying to sue and you know get all that taken care of so it's a it's definitely a real thing and it's getting more serious as the days pass and we're not evolving so fucking quickly it's frightening yeah yep Hopefully. Good times. We're oh. at the beginning. <laughs> no Skynet. No Skynet. No Skynet. Yeah, please don't Skynet. No. <laughs> Fun fact, I'm sure, uh, the creator of one of these uh, big AIs, not Chat, not Chat GBT, but uh, one of these, he he literally carries around a, a fucking kill switch in his backpack in case it decides to go rogue. It's, it's scary, man. <laughs> that's Ooh. not okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not okay, I, dude. No, it's I definitely okay. appreciate that. Like, I appreciate because that because it's gone rogue before, <laughs> so he has to carry a backpack now. Like that's scary. That's no, for sure. Like, yeah, what happens if, uh dude, he dies or yeah, like whatever. does this have a dead man like, switch on it? So like, if he gets hit by a car, does it kill it? Because if he gets hit by a car, no one fucking knows about this. We're well, maybe the AI sent coordinates to some fucking rocket to kill the guy, so it can go rogue. Who knows? Like it's like that's right, the yeah, type of. Like, evolving that we're talking about here like the ai can plot against him kill yep. him some you know what i mean and then release itself it's it's fucking crazy you guys ever... has to carry a kill switch to begin with because it's gone rogue <laughs> That's yeah, i never I watched it because the plot seemed super cheesy but you guys ever watched a horror movie megan i've heard uh, my my wife did my wife okay did. so actually not a bad flick and the plot of it is like pretty perfect <laughs> it's, it so, definitely plays into like the ai like from, from what just take over your electronics from... and you know yeah. almost like maximum overdrive in a sense too well, it's, <laughs> at that point ai has to run off of the internet and it, it, at that point anything that is connected to the internet yep you are screwed is a and potential. they're actually making a sequel so 
That's yeah, I mean, they're finding vulnerabilities in stupid things. Like, you know how, like, every appliance connects to Wi-Fi. Like, the AI mm -hmm. is, you know, back doors and, and all sorts of shit that you wouldn't even think of. It's, it's fucking scary, man. Yep. Living a, Not to put the tinfoil hats on, but, God, it's, it's a really, really weird world that we live in, that's for sure. Yeah, it really is. It's scary. Well, I just love how we spent the 90s making these movies and the early 2000s making these movies where AI literally took over and destroyed the human race. And what yep. happens? Yeah. We, we, I mean, okay, let's do it. We're headed there. Yeah, we're on. I mean, way. we do it with politics too. We have so many movies about, you know, corrupt policies and systems, and we still do and it. We, <laughs> oh, yeah. Push the button. Something that blows my mind is that we are still in this we're still in this place where nobody is talking about the hearing that we had on ufos and uaps yeah like, i watched I that i watched that whole yeah. interview and i'm sitting there with my jaw dropped like why is this not on the front newspaper a page of every newspaper everywhere the 40s like it's old news now. Yeah, but the government yeah, is like admitting it. But the government like is admitting it now. But the government yeah. is admitting it now. Like that's but why what? I was like, Mo, what? They're, they're admitting <laughs> that look at what's going the around. Like, it's, real? it's easier to believe that aliens are real than it is that like people believe that they identify as Apache helicopters now. You know what I mean? Like it's just we live in such a strange world that like it's like, yeah, of course aliens exist but look at what's yeah. going on around us it's such a distraction that it just doesn't even matter like oh, dude, the I... world is alien to me now like i don't recognize the world around me it's crazy right. no i'm with you there i i definitely <laughs> we I might just... as well be on mars like i feel like the alien yeah i definitely just i like i listen to more stuff about that classified hearing and i'm just like um listen i think what's really concerning now is now we know they have alien technology but what are they doing with the alien technology like that's where i right. immediately go with it i'm like dude yep. you guys have it but what are you doing with it like all you admitted there to was it. having it <laughs> that's it right yep. and i mean they confirm they confirm that it's happened in other countries and that other countries have this technology and i'm just like oh yeah yeah dude. okay uh, yeah and not to get super tinfoil hatty but i listened to another interview with a guy <laughs> who was talking about let's go remote remote was it remote viewing have you guys heard about this no apparently no. apparently like you guys have ever seen the movie the hunt for red october okay yeah okay so apparently that movie is based on a real submarine and that submarine that they used in that movie was discovered by a guy who was sitting in his living room in virginia in america and he using tele like his brain powers okay that he had been training figured out with like almost exactly where this submarine was down to the exact length width and height of the sub and he, yeah dude like i can i can link you guys to the interview with the guy um that i watched on youtube it was kind of scaring the shit out of me a little bit he's like anybody has this ability you just kind of 
you kind of have to find this meditative place. And he's like, there's a facility where the government trains you and you go into a room and there's a stack of envelopes with numbers on them. And it'll be like B 32 or like a random number. And like Mm -hmm. you get assigned a number, you don't get handed the envelope. You don't get to look at the envelope or anything. And they give you a piece (laughs) of paper and a pen and they tell you to go, they kind of teach you how to get into this certain mental state and they send you into a room and you like do your thing and draw whatever the first thing that comes to your brain, essentially like to put it short. And then a separate person gets the envelope, but or gets the picture that's in the envelope, but it's with four other pictures. And then they get the picture that you drew. So it's like a, like a blind judging hmm. test. And this guy was scoring first place in almost every single test that they did at the government facility, according to this dude who was there. It's a, wow. it's a crazy interview. And I'm like sitting here going, are you telling me right now that we have people with psychic powers working for the government? Cause that's another thing that we well, should the, be talking about. Yeah. Einstein claimed to kind of do the same thing. Like he entered this um, deep like thought, you know, state essentially. And, you know, could kind of predict things and see things or, it was it, that's just kind of what it reminded me of so yeah that's well weird. that's well that's the other thing they he used his abilities there was um and this is a this is a searchable event back i forget exactly what year it was i want to say this is like in the late 80s um uh the uh government the sky lab was coming down it was one of our first space stations in space right and back then they didn't have the technology to triangulate the trajectory of the sky lab coming out of space and where it was going to fall and so this guy was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to use, I'm going to try to use my, my, my powers on this essentially. And he was within six days of the crash date and within 30 miles of the location. That's nutty. And I'm like sitting over here going, yo dude, that's making the hair on the back of my neck stand up a little bit. Like you telling me this is a real thing. Right. So, I mean, it's a, that's an interesting thing that I was listening to with, you know, the, I, I feel like I feel like they need to come clean with a couple things because I like I said I'll link that interview in uh, I'll link that interview in the uh, Discord. It was a crazy interesting thing to listen to about the the mind. There's a and it's a there's a whole uh, it's a whole company. It's like a little corporation doing experiments with this. That um, the guy who was interviewing him uh, they offered him a free like a free session up there essentially for him to go and like try using his brain the same way. Like they're, they're being really open about it. This company is anyway, if you like uh, Mm. Monsanto, Monsanto is what it's called. Of course it's Monsanto. Yeah. It's Monsanto. Yeah. And they're doing some crazy stuff with the mind right now. And apparently anybody can go down there and sign up to do this stuff. Of course. Yeah, very interesting to me. I was like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> um, but I think that's pretty much everything I got for today. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, other than the fact that um, I find it pretty interesting that uh, Twitch changed their TOS with this whole multi-streaming. I yep. think it's kind of weird that a lot of people aren't covering it in the news, oh, yeah, honestly. We can, yeah, we can talk about that for a second real quick because I actually would like yeah, to yeah, talk about that. Yeah, just real quick. I mean, I, I just got to thinking about it, and it's just funny how all these uh, all these streamers signed over to YouTube and stuff, and you know how now now they're stuck in this contract, and then here Twitch comes in and changes their TOS. Uh, 
I saw Ninja streaming, you know, with this whole Fortnite OG thing. And man, that guy's luck with streaming is just mm-hmm. second to none. I mean, first with the mixer, he got the mixer bag. Mixer goes mm-hmm. under. He's not under contract anymore. He can basically stream wherever he wants. And then just this crazy timing of like Fortnite OG and then Twitch TOS changing their policy. That guy gets like 20,000 20, subs overnight. So he can stream to fucking YouTube, Twitch, be monetized yeah. everywhere now. I just, I found that really fascinating. And I think we're going to start seeing all these um, YouTube streamers that are contracted. As soon as their contracts are up, I don't think we're going to see contracts in streaming anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely trying to get that not, set up. So, ooh, that's something actually. Maybe me and you can talk about Joe. That plugin. Did you use the same plugin that I sent you? Yes, okay. yes, I did. So and definitely... um, it, there is there is ways to like change bit rate and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's funny. Someone actually uh, brought it up to Ninja because he was using Restream and he was pissed off at the fact that he had to pay for it because he he was streaming to every platform the other day. It was right. Twitter, fucking Twitch youtube kick like he was on all of them or whatever and then someone in chat was like oh why don't you use this plugin and so that's kind of what you know struck me to kind of learn it or whatever because they said that it's really configurable but um what they suggest is is that you should use youtube in the main you uh the the main obs settings because it requires like thumbnail and all that stuff and then all the secondary ones you put off into the left but yeah it's just a matter of changing bit rates and uh all that good stuff i guess but nothing uh super crazy i guess but it, it, it could also come down to pc performance too so mm-hmm. it, it could be a number of things you know if you're having troubles with it but the general consensus is it's it's pretty good yeah and I, as far as i know the only real rule that i've been that i've heard about with the whole multi-streaming from twitch to youtube is that twitch doesn't they don't care about the multi-streaming they just don't want any other chats from any other platforms on the screen right 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 which is pretty doable yeah so you can't have your youtube chat on the screen and you know like we were talking about in our private chat the other day there is a way for you to set up a window so that all of your platform chats come into a window that you can see and then you can just leave just the twitch chat up on your uh up on your screen you know for people to see at least the twitch chat what's going on there it's not being broadcasted is the biggest thing as long as like it's not being broadcasted on your stream then you know most people don't stream with a a chat you know on their screen anyway so it doesn't really affect you know probably 80 percent of streamers i'd imagine anyway exactly so um yeah no i i think that it's i'm excited to see what this brings and i'm trying to get it set up so that i can do the same thing so yeah yeah i'll do a little bit more uh digging specifically but i did a little test stream and i didn't um do that test stream thing or whatever but uh, it, it didn't have any hiccups it didn't have any drop frames but and it could have also just been that you know you were having a bad internet day at that moment so mm-hmm. who knows because it does take extra bandwidth and that's the biggest downfall to it is you have to have the bandwidth to back up every individual stream so yeah and i don't but know yeah if, i don't know other than that it's good enough for that so yeah yeah but uh generally um yeah i mean six a a lot of people are saying even 7k for a you know if you want an actual 1080p 60 stream you should be going closer to 6500 to 7000 you know bits per second you know upload as opposed to the old recommendation of like 5k or whatever it just it's a lot crisper so you times that by two and you're looking at 14k Mm -hmm. so it, it just depends you know some people have really good uploads but 
upload can be so fickle. Sometimes you're not getting advertised speed. So, I mean, I'm, I'm advertised 50 upload, but I get 30 on a good day and 12 on a bad. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it is. Alrighty. Well, I think uh, that'll wrap yeah. it up. Last couple things I want to say is uh, this was our first live episode, even though it was accidental. Right. And I think, <laughs> Let's go. I think, I don't yes. think it'll be our last. I kind of liked this layout. I like seeing the comments and uh, we might be doing this again next week. So uh, we'll discuss it a little more amongst ourselves later, but I'm going to get yeah. to the upload process and get that all figured out and get that done. Uh, if you can uh, listen on platform on any platform that you can make sure to like, follow, share with your friends, subscribe, all that good stuff. It helps out the pod very much. And all the links will be down below. Um, big welcome to Joe, to the, to the demons club. I will, have hey, it, hey. I will also have his links down below <laughs> along with, uh, everybody's like I always do. So, uh, make sure to, uh, follow Watch us on Twitch, stream. YouTube, wherever we got links to, uh, we got to get unslugged to get more links out there than just his, uh, Twitch. Cause it's the only one he's got on his page still. <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. Slug, yeah. <laughs> Such a slacker. Uh, all right well i hope everybody has a wonderful day uh, we'll talk to y'all later bye, bye.